Welcome back to your weekly episode of the Starting Five Podcast. I'm here with the boys, Jake, Austin, Maya, Tyrus, your host, myself, Caesar. And before we, I get into anything about today's episode, I want to give you guys a little bit of information about the future of our podcast. We are starting to do two week, two episodes per week. So one will be a full episode of football, football topics, so we can go more into depth into that type of things, get a little bit more conversations going, probably do more lists and of, of rankings of like top five QBs, receivers, corners, and stuff like that. <clears throat> and the same thing is going to be going on for the NBA, a full NBA episode, more topics about NBA, more in-depth about NBA, and stuff like that. So hopefully um, you guys look forward to that. And that's going to be starting next week, hopefully. Um, so this will be the last week where we only do one episode uh, per week. And then also, just a quick reminder as well, last year we did a uh, NFL draft special, and hopefully – we will do it once again this year, and we are also thinking about doing it live on YouTube, so look out for that. Uh, we will keep you guys in the loop if it will actually happen or not. Um, it should You guys should be able to know before Thursday, which is day one of the NFL Draft yep. 2022. Follow it's Instagram. big night, all right? Follow Instagram. Stay tuned. Yes. Yes, sir. And with that being said, today's topics are going to be our 1 through 10 mock draft, the Nets versus Celtics Reaction and prediction for that series in a whole. Are the Grizzlies in trouble? Most first-round pressure and our finals predictions based on the first-round games that we have seen so far. And just a little bit more information for y'all today. Today is Monday, the 18th of April. So when you come to see this pod, it'll come out as normal. So we'll probably be a couple games behind. So, just so you know, our information and our takes are for as of today, Monday. But with that being said, Austin, you're a Cavs fan. <laughs> what are you doing wearing that Suns jersey, my guy? Well, actually, um, looks great on you, kid. Actually, I don't know where you're talking about Cavs fan. I've been a loyal Suns supporter ever since you know a while ago. I just feel like we should rep now that we're the best team in the league. You know, what oh, I'm, saying? Oh. No, I'm just I'm just obviously playing. If you know, pay attention to the podcast. I've been a Suns hater. Uh, <laughs> I made a little bet with Jake a while ago, saying that they wouldn't get the number one seed, and they ended up getting it sadly. So, well, why did you make that bet? Wearing that D book jersey because Chris Paul went out, and I just didn't think they could keep it. But, you know, hey, that's I what lost ha- twenty personally as well. Yeah. <laughs> people, hey, people are wrong sometimes. Like you. Shout you, out the Suns. Like, hey, I want forty dollars. He's down twenty. He's down twenty. A lot of a lot of orange in this pod. Yep. Don't bet against those Suns, baby. Hey, that jersey looks great, great on you, kid. Does it? Yeah. I don't think My so. friend Mustafa actually lost five hundred dollars on the Suns last year. <laughs> really? really? Yeah. He lost five hundred. He, he, he bet five hundred on the finals. Oh, that wow. the Suns would wow. win and they lost. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not this year. That's what they say. Don't. Bet Giannis on the said, Suns. "Nope. Don't bet on the Suns." <laughs> don't bet on the Suns. <laughs> don't bet on the Suns. <laughs> it's like no. We gotta say about that, Jake. Hey, past is past. I'm on the present, and the present we're doing really good. So keep it up, sons. I mean that's fair. All right. Yeah, I won forty dollars off this one, so so far I'm doing something right. Yeah, can yeah. I take it off now? Yeet. <laughs> Got to keep it on for the entire pod, bro. Dang it, the entire show. Hate losing. We said right yeah. now is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Valid. Shout out the Lion King. That's fair. That's fair. That's valid. Shout out the Lion King. Shout out the Lion King. Shout out. That's why I'm wearing a Suns jersey today too, just to uh, irritate them even more. I'm wearing rope Yeah. That's my goal. I was asking him to wear this one because I think it's personally better, but you know he doesn't. Nah. Nah, bro, you're the loser, bro. You don't get to pick. He would not let you bro, wear that you one ever. Got him like a, like you should have went to. Uh, I told him he could get whatever like a thrift store or something, and should got like found some old like sun show. We could have painted my face. It didn't matter. Nah, 
No, you should have gone over the top on his face. That would have been tough. That would have been funny. Yeah, you should have gave him like yeah, like no one's. You should have no gave him like a. You should have phone finger. You should have gave him like a phone really finger. old Suns jersey <laughs> and like, <laughs> like a random player. <laughs> no, that would have been funny. Amari Stoudemire. Hey, hey, but someone like random, bro. Like I don't know, like 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 bro, bro, Rajah Bell or somebody like like yeah, Jimmer Fetter. Jimmer Fredette. Fredette. Jimmer Fredette. Yeah, get him Jimmer Fredette jersey. Just some random jersey. $200 on a Jimmer Fredette Suns jersey, though, for one time wearing it. No. I doubt it's $200. You get one like, no, no. right, go, like, go to, like, Plato's Claws and it's around. You'll find 200 one. is actually a lot <laughs> for a jersey. Uh, that, br- that jersey wasn't even $200. Facts. Brunson just scored 41 Brunson scored 41 points. Brunson scored 41. <laughs> In a win. Brunson Brunson scored 41 shout out Jalen Brunson, 41 points. The Mavs tied it up. They won without wow, Luka. Wow, Utah sucks. Mm. That's scary. They won Most without Luca, so that's that's that is crazy. If once Luca comes back, it might be it might be slow out for the Jazz. All right. Well, with that being said, Austin, I hope you learned your lesson. Don't bet against the Suns and stop betting against Jake. We really don't got to. We got to stop betting against Jake because on this pod, dude, bets on this pod. He's been winning them. I think he's. I think he's only lost like three out of all the ones dude, he's done. It's I've been crazy. Counting. I only lost uh, thirty dollars and I'm mm-hmm. like one hundred and ten dollars profit. <laughs> I took a crazy. I took a Cardinals against the Cowboys and I beat him in that one. I don't know if you counted that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. the only one. Yeah, yeah. I've only bet Jake once. <laughs> I did say the Rams were going to win the division. I won that one. Okay, guys. Okay. Hey, w. W. <laughs> All right. I did well, pick Kansas, but didn't actually pick Kansas. <laughs> Yeah, All right, well, with that being said, next week is the NFL Draft, the 2022 NFL Draft. Next Thursday. It's on Get Thursday, hit. the 28th. Get excited. I think it starts at 8, if I'm not mistaken. But, like I said, we're doing our mock draft, and we're starting with pick number one. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. Maya, who do you have them taking? Uh, So, with the number one overall pick this year, uh, say what you want. I think you can go one or two ways. But for me, I got Aiden Hutchinson. Mm, okay, okay. You got anything else added to that? No. You just uh, do, that. do you want me to add anything to that? If you want to. I can. If you feel like you need to. Um, I mean, I think, in my opinion, I think this will be the draft that possibly two or three defensive ends go in the first three picks. They're mm-hmm. just that dominant. I just think Aiden Hutchinson coming out this year in college, playing a full season. Um, I mean, he also led all of college in sacks this year. So I just think he's like the most dominant pass rusher in the draft. And I think... The Jags, they can't afford to really pass up on someone like that. So, I go Aiden Hudson. Okay. Jake, Ben Line. No, Jags actually, on the clock. Who you got? Actually, this is pretty tough for me. Uh, I was debating Aiden Hutchinson or Evan Neal, and I say that because uh, the Jaguars need a, uh, need an offensive line to protect their star quarterback in Trevor Trevor Lawrence. And, mm-hmm. yes, they just re-signed Ken Robinson. And Ken Robinson is left tackle, I believe so. And Evan Neal, what is he, a left tackle as well? Yes. So like, what's the point of? Uh, and then every time you switch like a position over, like Evan Neal, for example, like to right tackle, like they're not dominant position. They always like fluke in the NFL. So I feel like college NFL, you just need to play your normal position. That's why I have Aiden Hutchinson going number one. And this, like Jeremiah said too, this is a chance to revamp their D line. All right, awesome. Yeah, I got also got Aiden Hutchinson broke the Michigan record for most sacks, Heisman finalist. I mean, that's really what you got to say. You got to reward the guy, put him in that number one pick. All right, Tyrus. Um, I also have Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, this might go around the board unless Caesar has something different. But, I mean, like Austin said, he led, he led college with 14 sacks. And this man is sitting at a whopping six foot six, 265 pounds lean. Whopping. And runs a 4'7", 40-yard dash. Whopping. Bro. 
<laughs> whopping six foot six at defense end, bro. That's a huge defensive lineman, bro. And he's just scary, bro. It, it did take him a little while in college to get started, but I feel like once people find their groove and think they're that guy, that can proceed into the NFL and allow you to be that guy if you truly believe it. All right. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Aiden Hutchinson with the first overall pick. They had they allowed the tenth most rushing yards a lot uh, in last season with two thousand one twenty seven third highest rushing touchdowns allowed with uh, oh tied I didn't even write it down my bad and then passing is four thousand one hundred and eleven yards allowed thirty two sacks in a season for the team as a whole. Mm. So what I like about Aiden Hutchinson is a uh, run run versus pass awareness is great very good against the run his strength and technique are amazing he's a really good pass rusher as well. For me, his pro comp is Max. It's Max Crosby. His only big negative for me is that he plays stiff sometimes. He needs to be. He needs to be a little bit more flexible if he's going to be a great, uh, outstanding number one overall pick pass rusher. That's what he's going to have to do to solidify this number one pick. And in my opinion, he can. I mean, he led the uh, college with sacks last year. Obviously, it's going to be very tough to do it in the NFL because it's a, the NFL is a different beast, but. And in Hutchinson, all he has to do is just get better being flexible, and I think he'll be great. I know oh. this is off topic. Oh, not off topic because we're speaking of Aiden Hutchinson, but I seen a tweet where this dude said Aiden Hutchinson are going to be better than both the Bosa brothers. And I seen that. I saw that. I was like, dude, you're Aiden insane. Said that, I mean, bro. or Aiden Hutchinson said that. Uh, he's like, I think you should start looking at Michigan as uh, DN University. Stop. It's like, bro, <laughs> you got you and then Ojabi, and Ojabi is not even going to be probably. Ohio State had the Bosa brothers, Chase Young, and then many, many more. Bro, I mean, I mean this is Bosa brother and Chase Young. That's all you really need. <laughs> that's, that's, that's nah, facts. I swear, those only, only three. Hey, yo, chill. Sam Hubbard? Yo, chill. Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard? That's why I said many, many more. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the only not. three you got to name no, are the Bosa brothers not facts. and Chase Young. Not facts. Cam Hayward's D-tackle? Yeah. Not facts. Yeah. Defense line you? I like the Max Crosby comparison. Yeah, I, I do like that. Yeah. All right. With the second overall pick, the Detroit Lions pick Tyrus. Who do you have them getting? So with second pick, I got the Detroit Lions taking Trevon Walker. And Ooh, okay. The reason I think this is that I think they need to get on the defensive side of the ball more. They need allow for if they're gonna run with Jared Goff, which obviously they are because it doesn't look like they're doing much around it. There isn't no buzz about if they're about to get a quarterback or not. So you need to allow him to to at least put up a certain amount of points and not have to put up forty a game. Yeah, And what I think they attack with that is a defensive lineman or defensive end such as Trevon Walker. He is six foot five, two 275 pounds – or 270 pounds. And what makes him stand out the most is that that giant behemoth of a man ran a 4-5, 40-yard dash. So yeah. if that isn't quick off the ball, then I don't know what is. Judy's so insane. when you're looking at that, I mean, and you're sitting there looking way in your options – He's looking like the best option at number two if he doesn't even per se go number one because mm-hmm. there's been a lot of buzz about Trevon Walker, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets picked instead of Agent Hutchinson just because there has been his his combine was great. So it just really depends, and I, I see him going number two to Detroit. Okay. Shout out. He's a Georgia Bulldog too. Jeremiah, lines on the clock. Who do you have them taking? All right. So with the second pick, uh, I actually got the Detroit Lions taking KV on Thibodeau, and mm, I okay. know there's question marks with Thibodeau. The thing about it is his draft stock depleted a little bit because of what he did in the combine. He left the combine. Uh, he didn't finish it. I think he only did the bench press, and I think he ran the his dash. 40. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
I understand because, you know, a lot of teams are going to look at that and they say they don't like his motor, that he has no drive. And obviously when you're about to play in the NFL, that's the one thing that they look at. And, you know, if, you, if they don't think that you have a drive to play football and a motor, you know, obviously it's, it's not going to help your case. But before this happened, just last year, he, bro, this he's been like the top prospect coming out of college for the yeah. longest time. Yeah, if perhaps. it wasn't, if it wasn't for this little, you know, mishap of the fact that oh he happened to walk out the combine and now they're questioning him and his mentality, bro, he would have been number one overall. He, like he, he would have been the number one overall pick for the past two years. People have been talking about Kevin Thibodeau. I know this man on the field has all the physical capabilities to be a dominant football player. I mean, he has it physically. I mean, he's. Look, I think Aiden Hutchinson is just literally probably like an inch and maybe like 10 pounds heavier than him. Like, he's a massive dude. And I have them go – I have the Lions taking him just because of the fact that – I look at their coaching staff. I look at Dan Campbell. I think if there's Facts. one coach and one team that will straighten this man up, it will be Dan Campbell and the exactly. Lions. Exactly. I mean, I, I think I think not only – yeah, you look at that and you're like, oh, it's a risk taking KV on because of that. But we all know that he is physically gifted and physically talented. Dan Campbell – in that situation, he's going to look at that and be like, look, if anyone can straighten him up, I will. So if you want to come play for Detroit, in which they need a defense, they need a reliable pass rush, that's the guy to do it, and I think they take him. Call it a risk, whatever, but I think I think Detroit takes him. Okay. His, his other question mark was that he was also hurt all that is year true. last year. That is true. So. It wasn't all year. That it was, was only the first two weeks. About nah, it, it was pretty much like he's it was pretty, another it was most. It was most of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. He yeah. dealt with the hamstring. Then he dealt with the ankle. Yeah. Oh. Okay, okay. For the whole year. But the thing, the only reason the, I say is because I was looking it up and I couldn't find anything else besides the ankle at the beginning of the year. My bad. But it's not like it was a serious injury. He still pulled up to the combine. He did his bench press. He ran a 40. So obviously he's feeling good. He had all this time to really, you know, get his body right. So I just think they're, I think they're going to go KB on. All right. Jake, lines on the clock. Who do you have them taking? See, this is iffy. See, this is where I think there's a time the Detroit Lions just move off of Jared Goff. And go after Malik Willis with the second round pick. Okay. And I say that because uh, there's there going to be some players that fall in the draft, uh, aka Derek Sinji Jr. out of LSU, this cornerback the Lions can go get after, and then maybe second round if they, they do, he does fall that fall that deep into the draft is likely pro- probably not. But I feel like this is the year the Lions move off of uh, Jared Goff. Let's be honest, Jared Goff is not that guy, and Detroit wants to win. They're not going to win anytime soon, and they're definitely not going to win with Jared Goff in, in that quarterback room. So this is the year they go get Malik Willis, I feel. Okay. Austin, lines on the clock. Who do you have? Pretty uh, aggressive Jared Goff take there. <laughs> but uh, I'm agreeing with Tyrus. I got Trayvon Walker. I mean, best uh, defensive team in the NCAA last year and uh, best, uh, arguably best player on that team. So I'm just going to go with him. All right. That's valid. Trayvon for the is a beast. For yeah. the Detroit Lions, I have them picking Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm right with Jeremiah. Shocking. Yes. I get it. I understand the the draft combine. Um, but like Maya said, and I'm the one I think the one that told him, if if there's any coach that I can trust hundred percent to give this guy the motor for football, it's gonna be Dan Campbell. He's gonna make him bite them kneecaps coming up from the ground. He's gonna do that. And if there's any other coach that that can if there's a coach that can do it, it'll be Dan Campbell. So, Kayvon Thibodeau has a perfect body for an edge. Amazing first step. Very good flexibility, which is the one thing that I had against Aiden Hutchinson. So, yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't have that. He's 6'5", 258 pounds. Huge. He's a huge freak athlete. Amazing against the run. 
Amazing speed, ability to drop back and cover. He did that a lot for Oregon. May transition into the NFL, but it has to work out, and he needs to work on it for it to actually, for actually, to actually be a positive thing. The biggest negative for me is that his his hand usage needs to be better. He doesn't use his hands as efficient as he should for being a pass rusher. But other than that, I think it's a per, it's a perfect pick for the Lions. They only recorded 30 sacks last year. They allowed 19 rushing touchdowns. They allowed 2,300 yards rushing. And then for passing, it's 4,361. So they definitely need him. Yeah. But with that being said, the third overall pick, the Texans on the clock. Austin, who do you have them selecting? All right. So I got them uh, getting Evan Neal from Alabama. I know uh, the tackle from NC State has been rising up in a lot of people's mock draft, but I'm still going to go with Evan Neal. I mean, he was played for Alabama, who was the best, uh, one of the best offensive teams in the NCAA. I mean, uh, he's played multiple positions for them on the line. And I, as of right now, I think they're sticking with Davis Mills. They want to see what they got there, see if there's any hope for him. I mean, he had a better year than Daniel Jones last year. So they're going to see if there's anything for him there. So. I think that's just a safe pick to go get a lineman for them to protect uh, maybe their franchise quarterback. Maybe. Let's see what happens. Okay. Tyrus, Texas on the clock. So, I also also got them going with the player to protect Davis Mills it, if he decides to be good or what they plan on doing. But I got, and I'm sorry if I butcher his name, uh, Akim Equinu from NC State. And the reason I believe that is because, again, this is a huge man, six foot four, 310 pounds. And what amazes him from the other people is that he's quick off the ball, dude. They said they had it like he, he they can his nickname was he's the most feared lineman in the in, in the ACC. Sorry, I can't talk right now. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're saying that when you're in the ACC, you don't want to line up against this man, and it can go throughout all. Uh, he's up there for a reason, and I think just because Evan Neal is from Alabama will give him uh, maybe a better chance. But I think in this place that he's better than Evan Neal, and I think that's why he'll get chosen over Evan Neal. Yeah. All right. Jeremiah, Texas on the clock. Who do you have them uh, selected? So I'm with Tyrus as well. Um, I'm kind of like up in the air with this, but I'll kind of explain it. So I actually have them taking Iki too, Iki Aquanu. Um, so the thing about it is Evan Neal at first was the highest rated lineman until the combine, and then Iki stood out in the combine. That's why he is, for some people, higher than now Evan Neal because of his combine it was just crazy like he just proved how athletic he is he's crazy fast he's probably the most versatile lineman in this draft class so his main position is left tackle but he could probably play right tackle you can even probably squeeze him in that guard if you want to he's that he's that athletic and for how big he is like that, that that's just a bonus so the Texans also I think need defense as well a lot of people are saying that they could probably go pass rush but they have two picks in the top 15 they have this pick and then the 13th pick i think they're probably take a uh, a uh, an edge rusher and with the 13th pick as well i just think this dude is too talented i mean the one thing that we all we always talk about when you're building a team the texans they're they're in a bad spot they need literally everything so any player that they pick is pretty much a good pick they need everything every need so when you talk about a team that is rebuilding from bottom up, what do you always talk about? You always talk about a team rebuilding from the trenches, from the offensive line. If you can't protect your quarterback, I don't care if your quarterback is Davis Mills, you need to protect him, especially if they think that he's going to be the franchise guy, protect him. And you can't pass up on a talent like Icky, so I think they pick him with the third pick. Okay. I also I also want to add really quick, the reason that they got them going uh, um, linemen so early is that Laramie Tunsil's contract is expiring soon. Correct. And they don't think that they're going to re-sign him right. again. So they want to mm. go So Icky will be Laramie okay. Tunsil's replacement. Facts. And All even right. if Laramie Tunsil stays, 
Wow, that's that's a, that's a bonus. That's a crazy. Yeah. Jake, who do you have them selecting? I'm with Os Os here. I have them picking Evan Neal, protecting Dave's Dave's Mills, who could be their franchise leader, uh, quarterback. And you, mm-hmm. you need offensive lineman Larry Tunsil's contract is expiring soon, and just like he Austin said, Evan Neal's from Alabama, so you know what you're going to get. So I, I have to go with Evan Neal here. It's not okay. always true. I know a couple. Lyman bus from Alabama. <laughs> All right, with the Houston Texans, I have them selecting the second most important position, in my opinion, in football. Quarterback is number one, and then cornerback is number two. I have the Texans picking Ahmed Sauce Gardner, a 6'2", 195-pound corner. Mm, sauce? He ran a 4.41 dash. He covers a lot of ground because he has amazing long strides. He plays amazingly in both zone and man cu- and schemes. Amazing hands. They're there. Another quick fact. He didn't allow a single touchdown in his college career. Yes, it's college and this is the NFL. But to not allow a single touchdown is actually very, very impressive. And it's not an easy thing to achieve. The biggest issue for me is that he has a little bit of limitations when changing directions. But other than that, if you can add a lockdown corner... Dude, your your defense is it's 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 on a good path. It's on a very good path. If you just look at look at look at Jalen Ramsey with the um in the Rams, they don't have to worry about one side of the field with Jalen Ramsey. Helping the Texans getting um Sauce Garner, that's that's a big plus for me. And I get where you guys are coming from with the linemen and everything. But for me, Davis Mills isn't the option. So I don't see them or I wouldn't prioritize protecting someone just yet. When I don't even have a franchise quarterback, in my opinion, I'd rather go defense. Where, in my opinion, they need a lot more help. Yeah, I, I just think that's kind of high for Sauce, especially coming out of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Like they are, their competition isn't to as high. Think, uh, yeah, but I mean, I like me some Sauce, but it's I don't also know. a mock draft, so mm-hmm. it is high. But I mean, I can see it. All right. Yeah, in my opinion, he probably will be the first corner taken though. For sure. uh, yeah, I think he'll be the first corner, but I just don't have him going that high. Yeah. Okay. All right. With the number fourth pick, the New York Jets are on the clock. Maya, who do you have them selecting, sir? Uh, so my bad. Um, mm-hmm, you're good. <laughs> talking about uh the Jets, right? Yeah. Yes, New okay, York Jets. Bad. Um, fourth pick, the New York Jets. Okay, so for me now, I don't know how crazy this might sound to me. It's not crazy. Um, but every year we kind of always see that one team at least kind of throws a curveball, and I think that's the Jets. Um. I think the Jets are going to go with Kyle Hamilton. Ooh. Um, so the reason why I say Kyle Hamilton is because we talk about generational talent all the time. I think Kyle Hamilton is one of the best defensive prospects in this draft. I think he's a generational talent. The thing about the Jets is I think they really are going towards playmakers. That's what they need. Kyle Hamilton, yeah, I get it. He's limited because he's a safety. So taking a safety that high is very rare. But my pro comp to Kyle Hamilton is Ed Reed. And we all know how great Ed Reed, Ed Reed was. Kyle Hamilton, the Ed Reed, that's a high. No, no, nah, I know. That's but the thing comparison. about it is he plays like Ed Reed. Like, that's who he is. He's a ball hawk. And he's very versatile. The thing about yeah. it is the Jets, they need playmakers on that defensive side of the ball. It's not like they don't have corners. But their secondary is weak because they don't have safeties. They lost Marcus May. And remember, they drafted Jamal Adams high, too. So they like their safeties. They like playmakers. Where did Marcus May go to? Um, the Saints. Oh, you don't, oh, you're talking, I think you're talking yeah. about Yeah, that's college. W pickup. So the thing about it is, guess what? Kyle Hamilton, that's the replacement, and they need defense. He's a ball hawk. He does everything. Also, he can stop the run. He can play in different 
um, defensive schemes. He can he can play in the box. He can play in the zone. He can stop the run. Realistically, he can do everything. And if you got, he, I think Kyle Hamilton's going to be that guy. Like he can be a future All Pro type of player. And I think when they're up, and you know that he's available, because realistically, even if you don't think he's going top ten, he's at least going probably eleven or twelve. So I don't, I just don't think you can pass up on a talent like Kyle Hamilton. Okay, Jake, who do you have them selecting? No, I went by hundred percent. That was my curveball as well. I have uh, the Jets picking Kyle Hamilton just because, like he said, he's a generation talent, and Kyle Hamilton. If he doesn't go top top ten in something, something's weird because that dude is a stud muffin. Okay, so <laughs> stud muffin. Kyle Hamilton's a stud muffin. So that's, that's what he is. That's what he is. Nerd Dame. Facts. Austin, who do you have the Jets selecting? I like that uh, Kyle Hamilton pick, but that's not who I got. Uh, I I personally really like this pick for me at the Jets getting him at number five. That's Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, he was the outright number one pick for a while until the combine and everything switched. So I don't understand why they don't they should go out and get that. I would consider it a steal getting him that late. And I mean, uh, they they just probably the Jets' weakest position on their team. So they need a they need an edge rusher. They haven't had a, a really good edge rusher in a minute. So get the freak of nature, Kayvon Thibodeau, out of All Oregon. Right. Oh, valid. Tyrus, who do you have them selecting? So, uh, for the fourth pick, I also, again, have them going defense as well. But I'm starting to get a little flashbacks from way back. And I'm talking about Revis Island. And I think the mm. next man up that could do that is Sauce Gardner. And we've seen him for three seasons not allow a single touchdown. That's and so I crazy. I don't care if it's Cincinnati at all because I've seen him play comp in certain games. He's great. They've played against Notre Dame. They played against Alabama. They played against Houston. I've seen him play good games. <laughs> yeah. And not a single touchdown has been scored on Well, the, the only reason yep. I say that is because most of their schedule is weaker opponents. Like, obviously, he's great. He's going to be the first one taken for a reason. But I, well, I don't, don't think, care. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think if he had a harder – like an Alabama schedule or anything, he would – I think he probably would have let up a touchdown. That's just how I look at it. I think I think they're trying to get back to that situation where they can have a corner stand out like him. And I think that was the best time throughout the Jets situation was with Revis Island. And if they can get a little bit of nostalgia going and somehow get Sauce Gardner and start to get Gardner Island going or something like that, that could be a big buildup for him and allow him to be that next player if he wants to. Another thing is, too, like look at their head coach, Robert Sala, a defensive-minded coach. Uh, minded guru, right? Defensive mm-hmm. minded, and you pair him up with Kyle Hamilton. Uh, even he's going to do wonders yeah. with that kid. Or even like Tyrus, Tyrus pick too. Sauce Gardner as well. Regardless, the Jets take it's it's a W. Yeah. Facts. All <clears> right. <throat> with the fourth overall pick, the New York Jets are selecting for me Kyle Hamilton as yeah. well. He's six four, two twenty. Ran That's a forty wild. yard. He his forty was a four point five nine, four point six, if you will. Jets are third in allowed passing yards with 4,682. Fourth in rushing allowed, 2,351. Like Maya said, amazing, amazing against the run. He has amazing length movement combo. It's, it's out of this world. Very good in getting in the passing lanes. Creates mis- mismatches with size. Good in zone coverage. Uh, really good in change of direction. Amazing tackler. My pro comp, because of his amazing tackling, is... J.C. Bates, someone from the Bengals. Jesse. 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 I don't know why I messed J.C. up. J.C. Bates. J.C. <laughs> that was a, I thought you were about J.C. to say J.C. Bates. Jackson. I know. <laughs> Jesse Bates. Nah, this uh, – what's it called? Autocorrect messed it up. Jesse Bates, my bad. I'm J.C. Sorry. Bates. Shout Jesse, out to J.C. Bates. Bates. Please resign him, please. The, one only, the only bad negative thing I have about him is that he has a hard time in man coverage against quicker receivers. 
But I like, but with the defensive guru that Robert Sala is, I think he'll get better in that. And he's a he's like he said he's a generational talent. And if they get him, it's even though it's a fourth pick, I think it's a steal even just for getting him. Because I really like this kid. He's, he's also a safety, too. So he doesn't have to and, be great and, at it, that. Yeah. And he's really. You guys keep talking about pro comp. And I'm not going to lie. At 6'4", 220, he can be that stand. I mean, that that big power hit guy that they drafted a couple years ago in Jamal Adams. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what exactly. I'm thinking of when That's I think a replacement. of Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. And, yes, he's got way better coverage what than about Jamal Cam Adams probably would. Even Cam Chance. Because. But Cam Chance was not 6'4", 220. Yeah, he just hits <laughs> and, hard. And if you're thinking Cam, about it, J- Jamal, <laughs> Jamal Adams is one of the biggest, like, safeties you can think of right now. And Kyle Hamilton's three inches taller than him. I like I like that. That's and so Think about it. J- like Jamal that. Adams is probably the best safety at defending the run. And that's what Kyle Hamilton does. Yeah. But the bonus is he's also better at covering the pass. Bro, he's, in my opinion, he's just, like the, he's the most versatile player in the draft. That's Kyle what I mean. Yeah. Nice. I just think when you were that versatile, it's just so hard to just pass up on talent like that. Yeah. And like Austin just said, at the safety position, you don't have to be great, but his ceiling is pretty high. Yeah. All right. Well, with the fifth overall pick, I'm going to go first on this one. The New York Giants, for me, are picking Malik Willis. I think it is time. Ooh. It is time to get rid of. Jones, Ooh, I defended him for two years. I say you got to give him time. His situation in the Giants was terrible. Um, it's time. It's up. It's He hasn't really done anything for me to say you can stick with him for one more year. The Giants in 2021 were 31st in passing yards, 3,463. Only 2,428 was with Jones, which is not good at all. 31, 31st with points per game, which is 15.2. And then rushing is is 24th in the league with 1,668. And the one thing about Malik Willis, he's a mobile quarterback. He can help in both passing and rushing in the game. He can help with both sides because of him being a mobile quarterback, quick burst, and very quick in general. He's very good on design runs for QB. And one amazing positive thing about him, he tucks the ball on the run. Which which you need when the quarterback is on the run. Because what if he has it just out in the open? He gets tackled, he can fumble it, which is amazing that he tucks it in just in the in the college level so that you don't have to worry about that in the pros, which is amazing. He's a very good leader. He makes defenders miss with his agility. That's another amazing thing with him being mobile. His agility is crazy. Very good and accurate arm. Throws a very consistent, consistent, keyword, consistent, catchable deep ball. So he's going to make plays. And then he could just make crossbody throws, which are just highlight throws and highlight plays, game in and game in week in and week out. But for me, that's my pick. Tyrus, who do you have the Giants selecting? Okay, so with the fifth pick, um, I have the Giants selecting Evan Neal, and the reason I believe that is because you said it: thirty-first and pass, twenty-fourth and rush. Yeah. That doesn't tell you that that line is god awful if you can't even do it on the pass, let alone the run. Yeah, something's got to change. Yeah, and I, I, I hate it, but again, Daniel Jones, I don't think he's the best of quarterbacks, but I also don't think his position there would have been successful for a lot of quarterbacks in the league. Exactly. If you have a line like that, you're really much not going to produce true a quarterback in that situation, especially if you put Malik Willis behind them. He's probably not going to produce as much with that line because that line is god awful. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Evan Neal, which I think he'll still be there, is a steal. And if they're going to have Daniel Jones there, 
you need to protect. You're definitely Jones, gonna need them. Yeah. So. Maya, who do you have the Giants selecting? All right. So for me, um, with Tyrus here, I'm the same way. Uh, I got the Giants taking Evan Neal. Uh, to me, it's the same thing as the Texans. If I'm going to sit here and say that I think the Texans are going to take Iki Aquanu to protect Davis Mills, I'm going to have the Giants take Evan Neal to protect Daniel Jones. Whether or not you aren't high on Daniel Jones at all, that's still going to be their day one quarterback. That's their starter. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. That's just how it is. You can't win games with a bottom-tier offensive line. It's just this is not how it works. doesn't matter how bad your quarterback is. If you can't protect them, then you're not doing it right. Saquon Barkley as well. You have he has that is a generational talent type of running back, and I understand that he's been killed with injuries. But let's be real: if you put a valid offensive line behind him, it's still it can improve a running game drastically. You'd be surprised. So I just think Evan Neal, second best lineman, obviously behind Iquanu, but Alabama, he's big. Uh, uh, yeah, I got Evan Neal. All right, Jake. Who do you have the Giants selecting? I'm going to tire some Meyer here as well. I have them picking an offensive lineman, but I have them picking Iki Iguana from uh, North Carolina State instead. Mm-hmm. So it's like just a flip flop between picks. Like, yeah, I feel like the Giants going to give David Jones another year with the with the brand new uh, offensive Daniel line Jones. coach, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones uh, with the uh, offensive minded head coach and Brian Dable, who they got from the Bills. Uh, I believe he's offensive minded. I could be wrong there, but mm-hmm. I feel like Daniel Jones gets one more chance with the new more head coach, like. And protect the line, protect the run, protect the quarterback. That's what you need to do to win in the NFL. So, with that being said, I have them picking Nicky Aquano. Okay. Austin, who do you have them selecting? Uh, I don't know about for you guys, but for me, the Giants kind of were the hardest team for me to see what direction they were going in. And the fact they got to is kind of wild. And, uh, I mean, they throw curveballs <laughs> all the time. They got they drafted Daniel Jones over uh, RIP, Dwayne Haskins, uh, 2019. So, but for this one, I have him getting – I already have Evan Neal off my board, so I'm going to have to go with the same person as Jake. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, the tackle from – Just call him Icky. Just call him Icky. Icky. Bro. Mm-hmm. Icky Sticky. Icky Aquana. Yeah, I mean, his draft stock's been rising lately. and uh, It's just the fact I already have Evan Neal off my board, but I think they're going to go lineman at their first pick. Thanks, thanks. What right. helps them is they literally have a – they have the seventh pick as well too, so they literally I just, have I think pretty much back They have two picks, so yeah. it's just like I feel like – one of these, they're gonna do something. Yeah, they have yeah. the they have the fifth pick and the seventh pick. So literally, yeah. like they pick, they wait for the Panthers to pick, and then they pick again. So I mean, I think they they can't really afford to fumble the bag there. Yep. Right. This is off top, but I think this is like the, one of the most exciting drafts we've seen in, like so? in, in in a while. Because well, there's the least exciting, but more it, exciting. If yeah. You know what I'm saying. Not a lot of known names, but like, you don't know what you want to watch it pick. to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, I was I was telling Caesar. Before the pot, I was like, there's really no, like, sexy picks this year because there's no, like, big offensive superstars. Like, we always love the quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, the wide receivers. But We're just excited to see what the teams are going to do. This draft is just defensive heavy, and we really don't know. Like, this draft, in my opinion, is very unpredictable. And And I like it. And the supposed number one quarterback has an eight-and-a-half-inch hand, which is smaller than mine. So he just done dropped probably a lot of spots for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, with the sixth overall pick, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Austin, who do you have them selecting? <laughs> Tires just bashed them, but <laughs> <laughs> I got Kenny Pickett, in my opinion, the best quarterback out of this class. I mean, he turned that Pittsburgh team into a competitive team. Heisman finalist, uh, 42 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, there's not a lot you can say about that. It's pretty freaking good. And I think the Panthers, they're – their quarterback situation is one of the worst in the in the league. Their wide receiver core is actually pretty good, so they might be able to do something if they get if they hit on this quarterback, which I think Kenny Pickett would be pretty good in that situation. So I'm uh think I think that's the pick they go for. Tyrus, who do you have the Panthers selecting? So 
with all the buzz again around Kenny Pickett, I still think he's a great quarterback. But when you're talking NFL and longevity, I'm not gonna lie, the hand size with that small of a hand might be in effect. There's a reason he wears gloves, and it's probably because he can't really hold onto the ball without the glove. That's a consideration on why he wears two gloves. Um, I also think Carolina, I feel like Malik Willis is a better fit in Carolina. Um, I feel like he's more of the style of Carolina. I feel like they want more of a mobile quarterback to go back to the Cam Newton days. Um, I think Malik Willis has probably a better long ball. Uh, He's more mobile. (laughs) Um, I think Malik Willis has shocked a lot of people with the pro days and stuff like Mm. that. He's just looked like the all-around better quarterback in the pro days, the the senior bowl, stuff like that. and The combine. The combine. Mm-hmm. I think Malik Willis is going to the Carolina Panthers at number six. Okay. Maya, the Panthers are on the clock. Who do you have them selecting? All right, so I agree with Austin. Uh, for the Panthers, I got them taking Kenny Pickett, and I get it. Yeah, his hand size, I get it. It's It's a big factor. If he slips, that's probably going to be the reason why. I don't know. I don't know why, but to me, I think I understand that the quarterback class this year isn't something to, you know, like lose sleep over. But I think out of all the quarterbacks, in my opinion, I think Kenny Pickett is probably the best day one starter quarterback. Like I think he's like the most like day one ready. Yeah. And in my opinion, uh, yet again, I don't care. Call me biased, but I think Kenny Pickett. Going back to his small hand size, he reminds me a lot about Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, I think they play very similar. Joe Burrow coming out of college, also same problem. He had small hands, but obviously that didn't hold that didn't hold him back. And I get it. Kenny Pickett's hands are even smaller than Joe Burrow's. Quarter, bro. It's small. I know. I get it. But it's just it didn't seem like he was well affected by a lot in college. And I get it. NFL is different. But I just I, – I don't know. I just don't think it's going to affect him as bad as people think, maybe in bad weather. But I just think he's – I think he's just – I think he's pro-ready. Like, I just think he's built to be an NFL quarterback. So, Look, I love you, Kenny Pickett. But when you're talking NFL draft picks and at the sixth spot and you're going to pick a quarterback, it I'm, does I'm, come I get into it. play. I get yeah. it. You kind of look like Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Yeah, Jake, who do you have the Panthers selecting, sir? Uh, I'm with uh, Austin and Jeremiah here as well. I have the Carolina Panthers picking Kenny Pickett. And I and I say that for opposite reasons of what Tyre says. I think uh, Carolina wants to be in a mobile quarterback uh, situation. I think Kenny Pickett is that type to be mobile. Yes, yes, he has arm as well, but Kenny Pickett can't can get out the pocket and go scramble for 10 yards if needed. But the only reason why I have Malik Willis <clears throat> uh, number two to Detroit Lions over Kenny Pickett is because I feel like Malik Willis like shocked everybody like Tyre said as well in the pro day and, like just came out of nowhere he has a strong he has a strong arm accuracy he's mobile as well but I feel like Malik Willis will fit better in, under Dan Campbell than um, with Matt Rule so therefore I w- I like to see Kenny Pickett in Carolina yeah I mean they did ban the fake slide because of Kenny Pickett so Dang. he can move. I was just about to bring that up. He can move. <laughs> Fake slide going to Carolina. <laughs> Fake slide going to Carolina. He can't move. He can move. can move better, though. Yep. Oh, All right, yeah, well, sure. with the sixth overall pick, I have the Panthers selecting Iki Ikuanu. And they're, they need a lot of help in that line. Uh, bad. Damn, I'm sticking with – I was going to – They were the – For bad. me, it was between them getting Malik Willis, but obviously I have the Giants jumping the ship and taking the guy that the Panthers – originally would want um Kenny Pickett issue with the hands I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback because of that 
Um, there's so much better options um, next year for for a quarterback, which I think they would just much rather uh, invest in getting a someone to protect him instead of, of getting someone now. Uh, Sam Darnold got sacked 35 times in 12 games. Cam Newton got sacked got sacked 10 times in eight games. Icky is, dude, amazing combo for power and size. It's crazy. Really good hands. Really good technique in the pass protection, which is very key. Very, very key. The only big big issue I have is that sometimes he opens his hips way too early, which leaves him extremely, extremely, extremely vulnerable against amazing and elite and veteran pass rushers. Other than that, I think this is a solid and a steal pick for the Panthers. And I think they can just worry about getting a quarterback for next season where they can possibly get Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, those kind of name mm. quarterbacks. Time out. That's, that's where you lost me. Yes, the only two good quarterbacks uh, so far right now is Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. They'll, right now, they'll probably go number one and two. I'm just going to guess they're going to go one and two, back to back. That being said, the Panthers have to tank or have a terrible bad season, but I don't think Carolina's going to do that. I think Carolina's going to have a New Yorker season and they won't get the first or second yeah. round pick. So that's where, like, if I was them, I would go quarterback now because you can't gamble next year. CJ Stroud is projected to go, I think, eighth next year. Well, I want to back on what he said because. How are you supposed to know that? Uh, it's it's way too early projects, projections. That's what they like. That's how they base it off of. But that's where yeah, I saw. Bro, I, saw they got, him on bro, I know. I was talking to my dad last night. He was, but he, he was. Huh? But my dad was Steelers giving me could be the worst team in the league next year. Like, dude, he was know. giving my dad was giving me a mock drafts of twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. I was like, bro, that's crazy. I think they had like the Falcons taking CJ Stroud. I was like, bro, how can they predict that? Yeah, it's <laughs> like what, what the, the hell? Pick being the Falcons. I swear. No, nah, it was wild. That Don't be wild. biased, Jake. Yes, CJ Stroud is up there. But you still got to see it. And I do believe he could – obviously, he can make a resume and a case for him to be one or two. But right now, his projections are being eight. And then, dude, you never know. The Panthers can trade. I you also got the quarterback they could. that just they definitely could. UFC from Oklahoma. True. And that's why I have Central them right now no. picking a guard to say? protect their future assets. The, Caleb Love. Oh, Caleb Williams. I thought you said Oklahoma to uh, you. Talking about Caleb Williams? Uh, yeah, Caleb South Williams. Caleb Love. You said Caleb Love. I'm tweaking. My fault. No, no. Anyways, what were you saying? I wanted to back you up on that Panthers thing because Matt Rule, this is probably like, this is his year to see if he's the head coach. I, know. I feel he's, like he's he has another seat. bad year. He's probably going to get fired. Yeah, he's so on the hot seat. That's why I think they're going to get a quarterback and try to probably possibly win now. They're also in the talks of probably getting Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo. If yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard, I heard the, I heard so. the Baker stuff too. So that's why. I'm, I know, so but I hey, was you seen, you seen if Robbie it Anderson happens, if that. it happens, it'll be it'll be in the draft. They'll trade for either of them in the draft, in my opinion, dude. And honestly, dude, if I was, if I was a Panthers, I'd just be like, hey, bro, just cut Jimmy. I don't want to trade. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I just looked that up, and that was low key disrespectful to CJ Stroud. They had, I said, looked up uh, top quarterbacks for college, and they had, um, <laughs> they had um, Bryce Young. They had Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler, then C.J. Stroud at four. Oh, no, that's bad. That's wild. That's Spencer bad. Rattler, what the? Because <laughs> he transferred to South Carolina. Bro, they think he's going to things there. What the heck? Uh, did you did you have? Is that your first lineman taken? Your first offensive yes, lineman? Yes, sir. Dang, that is my first offensive lineman. Six. Yep. Wow. Mm, my yeah. boy Icky. They do need lineman help. My they first do. four picks are are defensive. Okay. Yep. My first four picks. All right. That's fair. Well, with that being said. The Giants are once again back on the clock. Hey, the shout out the Giants. Pick. Another pick. Jake, who do you have the Giants selecting at number seven? I have the Giants going de- defense here and getting Kayvon Thibodeau to uh, beef up their uh, defense. Uh, their def- oh, my God. To beef their up defensive their line. line. Yep. Give me Kayvon Thibodeau. Great pick. Football. Defense is genius. And, yeah, give me Kayvon. 
Austin, who do you have the Giants selecting? Uh, you guys already hit on why this guy's a perfect player and could be the best player in this draft, and this is Kyle Hamilton going okay. seven. I think you guys already have him all off your board. Yep. I'm not sure. I do. No, you still yeah, I had him going to the Jets. It, the only reason I have him this late, I love him, but it's just you don't really see safeties going this high. So yeah, this is kind of why he fails. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't have him in my top ten. So. That's fair, yeah. though. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. Dude, it is fair. Every draft yeah. I've seen didn't have him there. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, Most yeah, people – most Safety's people had him, but at the beginning high. of the year, he was all the way up. Most there people have him going to the Commanders. But yeah, just so little foreshadow. I did have him at twelve. I'm pretty sure pairing him up with uh, Xavier McKinney and the safety duo. That's that's pretty good, especially with uh, Jabril Peppers leaving. The Giants, yeah, the Jabril Giants, Peppers. bro. The Giants. People don't actually like realize it, but the Giants actually don't have a bad defense bro, at all. Their, de their nice. defense, their defense is not their problem they at all. Got, so. They got Bradbury too. He's they got a good yep, corner. Yep, they're they got a good defense. Imagine Gardner falls to them and they pair them two up. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to jump ship, and I'm going to go ahead ahead of you guys. I With the seventh overall pick, I got the Giants picking up a G-Wagon to protect their brand-new Ferrari. And that being said, it's Evan Neal getting selected at the seventh overall pick. He's 6'7", like 337 pounds, man. Daniel Jones, once again, got sacked 22 times in 11 games. Jake Fromm, six times in three games. Mike Glennon, nine times in six games. Jake Fromm. Evan Neal was very explosive for his size. Good footwork, very good weight distribution as well. Hands and feet coordination is elite, elite, good, really good on the run block. So that's that's amazing for for having a quarterback like Malik Willis, and running very back young. Barkley. If he if he comes back being healthy, and another positive yeah. about Evan Neal, which, which none of you, which none of you have said yet, is that. He's very young. He's only going to be 21 years old in week one of the NFL season. 21 wow. years he's what, old. Six, he's a youngin. He's 6'7". I didn't know he was 337 that. pounds. He's a youngin. I didn't know he was 21 and 6'7". 337. Nah, that, that is a massive man. That's why that I called him. Hey, that's a whopping 6'7". That's, nah, that, that, that's, that's why I said that's why I called him the G-Wagon. Yeah. It's the G-Wagon to protect the so Ferrari. They think Malik Willis is a Ferrari? Because he's, he's fast, bro. Malik Willis is like a like a Corvette. Nah. Okay, all right, whatever, bro. I was just trying to hype up the pick, bro. Calm down, bro. But yeah, he's very young. The only big part, the only negative that I think I have that the only negative thing I have against him is that his hands get wide sometimes when blocking, which leaves him open against experienced pass rushers, and he could be exploited in that aspect. I mean, he, hey, you see the division that he's in. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be fine. But <laughs> I'm just talking. Okay, <laughs> but that's my pick for the Giants. With Evan Neal at a steal. At a steal. Tyrus, who do you have the Giants selecting, sir? So I'm with Jake. Um, at number seven, I have Kevion uh, Thibodeau dropping to number seven. Okay. And the reason I have him dropping that low is because the man walked down on the combine. Yeah. Uh, when you're looking at it from a draft perspective, you don't know where his head's at. It's very bad. like that. Mm -hmm. He was injured. I get it. Yeah, you're looking at dropping, 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 dropping. And, but he also is was supposed to be the number one pick. So how low are you going to let him drop? Yeah. And I the agree. Giants are looking at it. They need help on their already decent defense. So what not out of defensive end to help your help your defense. Yeah. And if they can steal him and the defense can work just as good as last year, you're starting to look at the the New York Giants are starting to have a scary defense. If they're able to get him and he's supposed to produce and how he's supposed to and if his head's still in the game. And if Kayvon Thibodeau is still there at 7, I don't see why the Giants don't pick him. All right. Maya, who do you have the Giants selecting? Okay, so I have the Giants uh, taking Trayvon Walker. Mm. So I have Aiden Hutchinson 
taken already. I have Kayvon Thibodeau taken already before him. Yes, you can argue that Trayvon could go one or two, two. He's just that good. I think it's one, two, three with these guys. Um, I also had the Giants taken Evan Neal with their first pick. So, obviously, I think they're going to go over to their defensive side of the ball. Yes, I did just say the Giants have a good defense, but literally their weakest link on their defense is their pass rush. And I think Trayvon Walker is that guy. Um, Jake and Tyrus just said they got Kayvon slipping, possibly. So, I mean, if Trayvon could do the same thing and slip, possibly, according to how my mock draft went, I think Trayvon Walker is a perfect fit for them. Georgia Bulldog, we all know how dominant he is. His draft stock also went up because he had a great combine. So, Trayvon Walker. All right. Well, with the eighth overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. Hyrus, who do you have them selecting? So, with the eighth pick, I have the Atlanta Falcons getting Garrett Wilson. Mm, and okay. the reason I have them getting that is because they just signed Marcus Mariota. So, it looks like they're probably going to run with Marcus Mariota. Now, that's not the best quarterback. But what do you do to help a quarterback like uh, Marcus Mariota out? You add offensive threats. You already got <laughs> uh, <laughs> you already got Calvin Ridley. He's suspended. Uh, so. Facts. But I, he'll still be there in two years come time probably unless he doesn't sign a contract. I don't know what his contract is looking like. And then you already got um, Kyle, Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Yes, I wrote down Kenny Pickett on here for some reason, and it messed me up. But I got uh, Kyle Pitts on there. And I think it – they run with Mariota. They will to next year if their quarterback situation to see where it's going to land. They're probably not going to be that good because, again, it's the Atlanta Falcons. And if they can shoot for tanking next year, then they can have a quarterback, Kyle Pitts, Garrett Wilson, uh, Calvin Ridley, if he signs again. Now you're looking at a scary offense. And yeah. I wouldn't want to see that in two years come time. And it looks like they're in that rebuilding franchise. All right. Maya, who do you have the Falcons selecting? So the Falcons, for me, was actually kind of a tough team to look at because, yet again, they're just a bad team. They they need they need everything. Like, That's one way to on, put it. On both sides of the ball, like they have a terrible defense, and this is also a defensive-heavy draft, so they can't go wrong with any defensive guys. But also, they're weak on offense. I mean, they got Marcus Mariota as their quarterback, which will probably be a serviceable quarterback for the next two years until they obviously possibly get a quarterback next year. Calvin Ridley suspended for a whole year, so... They got, they got Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson, so their offense has promise, so that's why I think they'll go with Garrett Wilson. First wide receiver taken off the board for me because I do think he's the best overall wide receiver. In today's NFL, rather not how you think your defense is, I don't think you could ever go wrong with having too many weapons on offense, and that's just how it is. You got got to put weapons around your quarterback, and yet again, I don't think they can go wrong with any type of playmaker, so Garrett Wilson. Falcons do have probably top three cornerbacks in the league right now. That is true. Shout out AJ Terrell. Jake, who yeah. do you have them selecting? I'm with the boys here as well. I have them picking the best wide receiver in this draft class and Garrett Wilson. Yes, you, sir. You just need a freak on your team like that, like which Garrett Wilson is. He can go up and get it. He can beat you on a little five-yard in slant. It doesn't matter. Garrett Wilson will get the ball, and he will beat you one-on-one. It doesn't matter who's defending him, I feel like. Um, so that's why I have the Falcons getting Garrett Wilson. All right. Plus, if Calvin Ridley does leave, that's the replacement. Yeah, you have your number one right there. And Wilson. Back with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Wilson, um, Pitts, and Cordell Patterson, and they get a quarterback next year. Ooh, deadly offense. Austin, who do you have the Falcons selecting? Uh, Garrett Wilson also. All right. Hey, shout out Garrett. With the eighth overall pick, I have the Atlanta Falcons not going offense and going to the defensive side and picking up Trayvon Walker. Okay. 
He has amazing length, great, good first step. He's flexible. He does a three-tech stand and a uh, stand-up uh, six-tech as well. Biggest negative, he waits too long to shed blocks in the run game. But they need they need his help. They need they need. That's him. what they need. Very good. He has he's a he has great discipline. Very good against the run. Pretty Jarrett. I think they said that's what they need. I saw something. I said, or sorry, uh, I saw something, um, and it said that the Falcons haven't had like a top level edge rusher since I think like what 2016 or something like that. Which I don't remember who it was, but that's that, I, In I my saw opinion, that. Trayvon Walker will be their next. So they need their they need an edge rusher bad. So yeah, strong hands as, as so well. It's not a bad pick. I like it's it. A very good pick yeah, in my Grady opinion. Grady Jarrett in the interior. He right. is good. Grady Jarrett is good. Grady Jarrett's nice. He needs help. The ninth Thanks. overall pick, the Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. Austin, who do you have them selecting? This sir? pick is nice for me. I got Malik Willis getting picked by the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and I think. Uh, I I like it. I mean, their offensive line is pretty bad. So yeah, Malik Willis, who had who broke ninety tackles last year, and <laughs> as a quarterback, which is wild. So he's going to be running a lot. I mean, they have DK Metcalf, they have Tyler Lockett, they have Noah Fant now. So the receiving core is not bad. So I think obviously he's not going to be as good as Russell Wilson. But I mean, if he's your replacement, that's I mean that's pretty good. So I I really like that pick for the Seahawks. I think it fits right in. All right, Tyrus. So I got it flip flop. Okay. Um, when I had Malik Willis earlier, you had Kenny Pickett. Now you have Malik Willis. I have Kenny Pickett. I don't think Drew Locke's the answer, and we're going to start oh, with yeah, that. Sure not. <laughs> Drew Locke being second-string material. Um, I think the Seahawks move on, and Kenny Pickett being there, that's their best option. Uh, once you get there, you start talking Matt Corral, uh, Desmond Ritter, stuff like that. You're probably not going to pick them. Kenny Pickett was and was supposed to, was a Heisman finalist. <laughs> He's a he's a great quarterback, and for the Seahawks, they need a quarterback. And Kenny Pickett just fits well in Seattle, I believe. Uh, play style like Russ. Russ was a lot more mobile, I would say, but Kenny Pickett, I like him there. All right, Maya. All right, so for me, Tyrus had Malik Willis going to the Panthers, and he said that he can see Malik Willis going there specifically because he fits the Cam Newton type of role, similar system, similar quarterback. That's how I see Malik Willis in Seattle. I think that's Pete Carroll's type of quarterback. Guess who they just had before they just traded him away to Denver? Russell Wilson. Guess who's just like Russell Wilson, in my opinion? Oh, Malik Willis. Cannon arm, mobile. That's the type of quarterback that I see Seattle taking because, yet again, it's, it's Pete Carroll likes those type of quarterbacks. Russell Wilson has been successful there his entire career. I just think Malik Willis is he's the next best quarterback behind Kenny Pickett. Um I, I I don't know if he could necessarily start day one. He probably can. I mean, he's talented. He's athletic. He's the most like physically gifted quarterback in this class. So yeah, I just think they go with Seattle, or he goes to Seattle. I like your mind. All right, Jake, who do you have the Seahawks selecting? I have the Seattle Seahawks uh, buffing up their defense and go getting Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Um, I don't do it to stud like you said. I haven't given up a, a touchdown in three years. And I feel like Cincinnati needs to work on their defense. As mm-hmm. I mean, their whole team, obviously. But, I yeah. mean, you have Sauce Gardner on the board still. That's 100%. You have to go take him. So, Sauce Gardner for me at number nine. All right. For me, number nine, the Seahawks are selecting Jermaine Johnson the second. The Seahawks allowed the second most passing yards in 2021 with 4,766 yards. Their defense was bad. They, they need Ooh. him. They are screaming for him. Their defense was terrible. He has a long frame. He has long arms. Wins many tackles. Controls the blocks. Great anchor against the run. Very good pass rusher. Amazing explosion and movement in space. 
biggest negative for me is he's not very flexible. So he needs to get better at that. And also he needs to be consistent. He's hot and cold as a pass rusher. So if he can improve in that and those type of things, it'll be a very good pick for them. What? Shout out Jermaine Johnson. You're hating. NFL analysis now? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I did my research this time. Quick first Caesar, 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 <laughs> Caesar watched film on every single one of these top Dude, 10 prospects, to. by That's the way. what you got to do. <laughs> y'all got, got on me. Y'all told me I needed to get better. Jermaine look, Johnson. I did I did everything I could to get better. Jermaine Johnson, in my opinion, will be the sleeper for me. Yeah, and dude, because I think I think because I, I just think he gets overshadowed by the three other ones that are above him, and yeah. he's the he's the next he's the next one behind them. So I just think he'll yeah. slip a little bit, but he's a sleeper for sure. He's good. All right. Well, the tenth overall pick, the New York Jets are back on the clock. Maya, who do you have them selecting? All right. So with their second pick, with the tenth pick, the New York Jets threw you a curveball with the first pick. Um, this their second one. I think they might throw another one. Um, I think he's the next best um, overall wide receiver in this draft. I just said that uh, they're going to go for playmakers. I think that's what the Jets want. They want playmakers. They want people to just – they're explosive players. Kyle Hamilton and Jamison Williams. I think Jamison Williams is perfect for them. Zach Wilson – you give Zach Wilson another elite target for how fast he is, I think, I think it's a perfect fit. They got Corey Davis, Elijah Moore – and now you add Jamison Williams, who is the fastest receiver in this draft. I get it. He tore his ACL. That's probably what's going to deplete his draft stock because of that injury. But he doesn't really have to do much. I mean, realistically, yeah, you can say, oh, they're drafting him to be the number one guy. But he has time. He has time to develop. And nowadays, you can see a lot of players come back from ACL tears. I'm not saying that he might be as good as he was in college, but I think he's just too good. He's too of an explosive player to pass up. So, Jamison Williams. All right, Jake, who do you have the Jets selecting? You know, Maya is, like, so accurate with these curveballs. Like, it's 100% so crazy. Like, teams will do this. That's hundred. That's just how especially it is. Especially the Jets. Yeah, especially the Jets. <laughs> I don't have the Jets going, uh, getting Jameson Williams. I don't, but I 100% can't see it happening, which Jameson Williams is on track to become full speed before uh, this regular season as well. Yep. But I had them getting Trayvon Walker out of Georgia uh, to beef up their defensive line as well. Right. Um, the reason why I had him this far, this uh, late in the draft, I think, because I don't think he's better than Aiden Hutchinson or uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, and I, he's falling down. And I don't think I don't think he's top five material as well. So mm -hmm. that's why I have the Jets getting him at ten. All right, Austin, who do you have the Jets selecting? I have the Jets getting Sauce Gardner. Uh, you guys already explained. No touchdowns allowed. I mean, yeah. he has great length. Uh, he's good in coverage. So, and I, I mean, the first pick, uh, I had them. Uh, who did I have? Oh, I had them getting Kayvon Thibodeau. That would make their defense amazing. So, uh, I, you had the Jets getting him the first pick, right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I did. if he falls there, I'll be great. And I think the, th I like the receiver take, but I just think there's a lot of receivers in this draft. I agree. So, I mean, I don't think there'd there'd be a problem with them getting one next round. All right, Tyrus, who do you have the Jets selecting? So, um, I'm also with Mario. I think the Jets go Jameson Williams. Yes, Jets sir. Based off the fact that he is the fastest wide receiver in this draft. And you could go ahead and add route technician to him because he seemed to get open whenever he wanted to. And if it wasn't for that free accident and what was it? That was at the SEC. National Championship. That was the National Championship game. Yep. First quarter. So in the National Championship in the first quarter. They that still won. Suffered a oh, freak wait. accident. No, they did not. No, no, no. Come on, Bozo. Wrong game. Uh. 
I think Jameson Williams recovers, and I think he comes, and he might not be as fast as he was, but, I mean, when you got speed like that, speed's going to still kill when you come back because that speed you can't touch. That's just God-given at that point. So his mechanics are going to come. He's going to be a great wide receiver. And, again, if you add him to the weapons that Zach Wilson's already got, he's either going to become good or he's going to have no excuse for them. Jets have no weapons, though. Who the who the Jets have on offense? Oh, yeah, Corey got Davis, CJ Uzama, and then uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is a stud. Yes, but, you know, I, you know, for all the Jets fans out there who believe in Zach Wilson, I don't think he's going to be terrible, but he could also escalate Jameson Jameson Williams' game. So yeah. I think Zach Wilson's hey, going to be a good right quarterback. Jets do have offensive weapons. All right, I get Michael Carter is okay. The running back, Michael Carter. Yeah, Michael Carter too. Like they have, I think their they offense. Don't sleep on the. Uh, they started playing good the, towards the end. Don't sleep on the Jets yeah, offense. They did, they did beat the Bengals. They did beat us with Mike White. So I think they could. <laughs> possibly beat other teams with Zach Wilson and Jameson Williams, so we'll see. All right, well, that's so, like, you know, sorry, Caesar, but, like, that's so accurate, too. Like, I can see 100% the Jets getting Jameson Williams. Oh, facts. And, like, that's not a bad take. I mean, they have two all. top ten picks, one offensive, and that's what I'm one saying. Like, I just think I just think these are the two most explosive I players, have, so I think the Jets, that's what they need. They need elite playmakers. I think that's how I got Sauce and Jameson Williams, so. All right, well, the with Jets. the 10th overall pick, I have the Jets selecting the best receiver in this class, Garrett Wilson. The Jets only had 3,959 passing yards, 20 touching, passing touchdowns. Their highest receiving player was Elijah Moore with 538 yards, which isn't great, to be specific. It is not really that great. But they, beef, <laughs> but they beat, but they they beefed up their 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 offense this offseason, and I think they continue it with their second pick in the top ten with being Garrett Wilson. I mean, he makes many defenders miss with his balance and lateral quickness, good burst and speed for the long, consistently gets yards after the catch. We all know how important Yak is in this league. I mean, Robert Sala coming from the from the San Francisco Shout 49ers, he knows it best. He knows it firsthand. He lived it. He saw it. He has good hands, good catching range, able to catch anything, anything away from his body. Biggest negative for me, though, is that he plays a little bit out of control. Can stumble, can stumble on breaking, on bre- uh, on breaking on routes. Inconsistent route, inconsistent, inconsistent on route runner. Yeah. Struggles versus press coverage, and if a physical defender is around, is near him, he kind of gives him a little bit of issues. Yeah. Other than that, you can hardly see it, which is why he is the number one receiver in this draft, in my opinion. But those are just a little bit. I got to, I got to be, I can't be biased against him because obviously he went. To the Ohio State University, we're all fans. I I go there, and I know from first from first hand how amazing and how good he is. I'm but I have the Jets selecting him. It's crazy how like like just your build can affect on how where you get picked. Like Chris Olave was Ohio State's number one receiver last year, faced the number one corner stuff. No like fact. And he's now dropping to those Cowboys, baby. Around <laughs> twenty position stuff like that. Garrett Wilson's above him. Jameson Williams above him. Because he's, small, he's, Drake, he's the smallest receiver. Drake London, the dude from Georgia. Pickens. They got, they got even though he sh- outshined wide receivers in the past couple of years, just because of his build, he's mm-hmm. dropping that low. Yeah, that's I mean, why. That's the Steelers get him though. at twenty. Nah, he's happens. going to twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, that team in Texas. You know, it's baby. crazy too he's, because because Jamison Williams at one point was also a Buckeye. So realistically, you can say there's two top Buckeye receivers. But you know what's crazy? Three. Like crazy thing is, dude. Three. Yeah, three. Like, my all bad. three of them really were in the same wide receiver room. No yeah. facts. We had Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave. And now they're and now JSN, but not Julian Fleming. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like Garrett Wilson, Garrett Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jamison Williams are like. Top top three wide receivers. I didn't in this realize. Class. So I mean, 
I didn't realize how big uh, Garrett Wilson was until I watched him play like in person against Purdue, and he had like three touchdowns that yeah. game. He's like over 100 yards. He's crazy. He was, that was wild. So, yeah, was, go ahead. You can call us Ohio State game, fans biased. You can go ahead and call us Ohio State fans biased, but we know best. We literally watch oh. every single game. We know how good these. We know how good our Ohio State boys are. Come on. When you have three a thousand yard wide receivers, you can talk like that. Facts. So facts. Yeah. I mean, come on. We have talent, and we're just gonna. Watch the Jigba's about to be the best receiver next year. We yeah. provide yeah. NFL talent every oh, year. So bro. the NFL, y'all should thank us. So y'all should good, thank Ohio State because we'd be giving y'all boys talent. Yeah. We know. All right, well, with that being said, that wraps up our mock we draft. Know. We hope you liked it. We hope you guys agreed with most of our takes. And if you didn't, well, let us know in the comments or, you know, just DM us. It's a mock draft. But Come on. with that being said, do you guys have anything else to say for the NFL at all? No. All right. Just keep in mind. Next week we do our we're we're gonna do our Go live NFL special draft special. Sorry, I'm mumbling right now. We'll let you know more details throughout the week. Facts. But with that being said, let's move on to our first NBA topic, which is game one of probably the best not probably the best series in the first round this year. The Nets versus the Celtics. An amazing game win. Game one. The Nets Against the Celtics, 114 Nets, 115 Celtics, one-point difference. An amazing game, crazy nail-biter to the end. Jake, what's your reaction to that game? It just showed me Celtics are a really damn good team, bro. I don't care. Woo! The way they, Go like, Celtics. battled the Nets the whole game, like, and end up winning that game, great teams end up finding a way to win. That's exactly what the Celtics did. Yes, it was sloppy. And yes, Kyrie played out of his mind. KD had a bad game. KD had a bad game, yes, but chances of KD having another bad game are slim too. But I feel like uh, Amiga Buka, the coach for Celtics, is going to make adjustments for Kevin Durant. So when Kevin Durant does pop off in game two, they have an adjustment for that. And they have the defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart as well. I called um, it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw it in there. Yeah. Uh, He's defensive player of the year against Kyrie, all right. That's what, I'm, points. Hey, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Kyrie should have been with Kyrie, bro. That's my but point. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like this is like the greatest, the best round, first round matchup in the whole entire playoffs, 100%. Yeah, you for sure. You got two stars going after each other in the playoffs, first round. It's going to be a hell of a series. Yeah. All right. I don't mind wait. And, hey, later on, when you see my finals predictions, just wait. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Jake, he hit it on the mod. That was a game. I mean, I honestly thought the Nets were going to take it as soon as Kyrie hit that late three, and then the game just got turned. Stupid. The Nets, the Nets' defense is the reason I was so I was so not high on them, and it came to show at the very end. And then I just think Ume Adoka, how you say his name, he's an amazing coach. He just changed. He just Ume Adoka. I don't know how to say his name. He changed the culture. You could tell that they're the net. The Celtics and Nets play two different types of ball. Nets, it's I saw you're watching Kyrie and KD. Celtics, they're playing for each other. Yes, you got Tatum, but you can see they're moving the ball around. They're trying to get the best shot. You've seen it on the last exactly last at the last what? shot. I think four people touched bro, the ball. That was so wild to and, me. Like I when I watched them pass it, I'm like, bro, they're gonna run out of time. And then they set that up. I was like, dude, no way. <laughs> it shows you how unselfish basketball they play too. Yeah. Yeah. Like Marcus Smart passing up that three to draw that double team, pump fake, and then give it yeah. off. Like, that's a smart play, Jaylen, you know? Jalen Brown did not rush that, that layup that he had and kick yeah. it back out. Bro, to that was just so and they knew, defense and they, by the Nets and they right knew, there. they knew that they had a lot of time to work the ball. Katie got exactly split in the blender. It will, I will say this. The Nets, it was more of a fast break, so they oh, didn't yeah. really have time to set up a defense. It yeah. was more just go, go, go. 
I would say it was more the coach for the Celtics that allowed that play to happen instead of he didn't call a timeout. Yep, 100%. That was very smart of him. He's a great coach, man. That, and that that that, that play it just shows you the trust he has yeah, in his that players. play right before that defensive um that defensive um what's the word I want to use? Um, Bro, Al Horford breakdown. Bro, yeah. hold on, time out. I just Bro. realized I just called the uh, Boston Celtics head coach Amika Buka, the Ohio State wide receiver. I'm tweaking. It's Ume. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. It's Ume Aduka or something like that. Yeah, Ume. but I call him that. Mike. But that play before that defensive. Um, We're gonna get oh, his name Al Horford. Yeah, but that Bro. basically that defensive uh, play by the Celtics to stop that um, play by the Nets. Like if it wasn't for them stopping them, then they wouldn't have had that chance right, to go they, back on the court. And it was a very good. It was it was a good defensive. Um, what's the word I want to use? But it's a word that I'm trying to use. By stop. Defensive what? adjustment? Uh, whatever. Like, whatever. Defensive possession. There you, there you go. go. My bad. But, yeah, that defensive possession was, like, really clutch for the Celtics. They don't stop them there. They don't win. I'm not going to lie. If Al Horford didn't come up, Kyrie was probably going to uh, put a game ceiling like, bucket on there. Because oh, my God. He had Mar- You're always what? with these what-ifs, bro. bro I'm just I mean, saying, maybe. No, I'm, what I'm saying is it was a great heads-up play either by the coach or by Al Horford to come up and cause the double team for Kyrie to get it out of his hand. Because, come on, let's be realistic. Kyrie Irving, 39 points, and you're going against Marcus Smart again. But it proved. It's leading to a bucket, probably. But it proved how good that Celtics defense is. Yeah, they right. was able to step up literally the most important time of the game, and they were like, look, I'm going to lock up Kyrie and KD. And they were like, well, they're not getting a bucket. We're not going to let Kyrie get in the paint. And that's exactly it, what they did. It, it was, was set up perfectly. It was one of the dumbest perfectly. things I've seen, too. And it, it, I oh, I hate to say it, but Austin was – Called it before, dude. They tried to iso ball on the last thing, and they did it, that. They do that all it, game. Kevin Durant that literally took the ball up and just handed it to Kyrie. I was like, bro, set a pick. That's or what something. they do. Bro, speaking of Kevin Durant, that dude had five turnovers in the first quarter. That's what I'm saying. That was the Celtics crazy. defense was like they defense were, was amazing. The Celtics defense was on them, and that uh, clutch block by Jalen Brown on KD was huge. Bro, Jalen Brown swatted. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown came out clutch. All right, can I can I talk? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are overreacting a little. No, I'm mean? not overreacting. You guys are overreacting a little bit on the Celtics part. Y'all are talking about this amazing, great defensive game, this this outstanding show out, but yet they only won by a point. That's a great team only find a way a to point. win, bro. That's one thing. Great team. Kevin find a way Durant to, win. to have a 23 point game in a playoff, dude. That's rarely ever going to happen again. That's yeah. one they thing. Number three, hey, number three, you guys are saying this amazing defensive game. Let me finish because I'll let y'all talk. Kyrie Irving went dumb. He went 39 points. You guys call that a, a great defensive schemed game? Come on, guys. Get serious. Al Horford is not going for 20 points again. I could see. I could definitely see Tatum. That No question. Marcus Smart, no question. 20 points as well. Jalen Brown, no question. 23 points. But yet those three players, Tatum had 31. Marcus Smart had 20. Jalen Brown had 23, and yet they only won by a point. Y'all are calling this you're calling this an amazing to show out when great you defensive shut down, scheme. When you shut down Kevin Durant, that's amazing defense. For what, dude? One no, of the twos are going to no, have a game. If you watch the game, they didn't lose because of their defense. They lost because their offense didn't capitalize on their turnovers. In the first half, 100%. they had about eight turnovers. Their defense played good. It's just the fact that when you have eight turnovers in the first half, and they, I think they went the, I think the Nets at one Six point of also those went came from Kevin Durant. And I'm telling I you, I agree exactly. That's what I'm again. saying. It's not going to happen. I actually again. disagree because I think they're, I think they have bodies to guard Kevin Durant very there, well. There was a point. Kevin Durant. There was a point adjust. in time. Kevin Durant Look, is the best player in the league. He will adjust. Nope, Giannis. Stop the cap. There is a point in time not though capping, where the the Celtics went on a slump. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you can't afford to do that, especially when you're forcing six turnovers. 
Yeah. Like, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Their offense just wasn't capitalizing when they Look, needed to. Don't get, Their don't, defense don't played get excellent, twisted. though. Their defense I, played I understand excellent. what the Celtics did, and yes, big ups to them. I mean, I said they have amazing defense. Marcus Smart, I have him for defensive player of the year. That was my, my pick, and hey, you won it. But still, with all the reaction people are giving the, the, the game and saying all oh, the Celtics played an outstanding out-of-their-mind game, I think it's just a little bit overreacted because, like I said, even with KD playing so underwhelming, a KD that that just didn't show up, and yet they only won by a point, and that was by a amazing play decision by Marcus Smart to pass it to Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum putting an easy wide open layup. I mean, come on, guys, I, it's I, it's not wide open, but I think I, it's just I think it's a little bit I, overreacted, uh, saying it's it's. I'm on your side too. It's like yo. They they got him. They 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 got the answer to stop the Nets. No, dude, KD is not going for twenty three again in the series. Bro, yeah, but I'm telling do, you, do you think teams? Kyrie's gonna go for forty again though? I think he goes for thirty. Bro, 32. he's been doing he's been doing it for the past yeah. for the I past don't, half I don't a know month. why you keep saying that. Like Kyrie because hasn't I, been doing it. I don't day think Kyrie's gonna consistently. You don't win. Like, you don't beat the Nets by stopping exactly, KD and Kyrie. That's my point. You ain't gonna stop KD and Kyrie. That's they ain't gonna thing. do their thing, bro. The thing is, they have to outscore Katie and Kyrie and take advantage of their turnovers and their opportunities. If Boston would have had a better, if they had a couple good offensive runs, Dude, they taking advantage of those turnovers, hey, that's what I'm saying. I'm they went on a slump mind. where at three minutes, when they're also giving up four turnovers, they're, they're not scoring. And you, I, can't, you can't give Katie and Kyrie too many opportunities. Yeah, that's just how it is. And like I've been saying too, great teams find a way to win, and that's exactly what the Boston Celtics did on Saturday. Yeah. They found no yesterday. Sorry, they found a way to win the game. Simple about it. Uh, yeah, I think it's more just not about the Celtics. Like everybody saying, it, oh, so, go ahead, go ahead. I think it's more that the Celtics are living up to the hype as this number two team in the East, possibly the best team as of what they showed that day. I don't think it's no, people saying the Celtics are outright better than the Nets. I think it's just saying that hey, these Celtics are not going to get. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not overrated by any means. They're they're what they are made. They're a great defensive team and they're a great offensive team. I I just want to I want to add on to this. Um, Yes, again, Kyrie had 39. Kevin Durant had, what, 24 is what you said? 23. Whatever. 23, yeah. I think KD has more points next time. Uh, I think Kyrie. Oh, yeah, that's a given. I think Kyrie still has 30. What it comes down to is Seth Curry and Patty Mills. And majority of the time of the year, Patty Mills has stepped up and played great games and stepped up when he needed to. In this game, you didn't really see much of Patty Mills. I get that probably has to do with the Celtics defense, but let's be realistic. Patty Mills probably will help a lot in the next game rather than this game. And if it doesn't happen, then that's when you're going to start seeing what is, what is, what problem. But as of right now, I think Celtics took his game one, but I still see the Nets pulling out the series. I I get the Celtics are a great defensive team, and I can get that they can do it again. But uh, also, if you're holding, again, like he said, Kevin Durant, 223 points, and Kyrie to 39, and that, that's great on Kyrie. And nothing from Patty Mills, nothing from Seth Curry, really. And more on Goran Dragic being your third best scorer, pretty much. Um, that's probably not happening again. Uh, it's probably not going to happen again. And they no, that was won. a surprise. They only won by one point. That yeah, was a that's surprise. What I'm I don't think Gordon Dragic is going to give you 15 again. But okay. But, but see, look, if we're doing predictions, I got I got Celtics and six to make it quick. So I don't think if, if Celtics, see, look, I don't. It's all going to come down to coaching as well. I'd rather take a meek over Steve Nash for sure. So give me that. Give me Celtics and six. But as well. look, I look at it like this too. Like take away the seedings. I don't care what anybody says. The Celtics are not favorites in this series. They're not. You're going to favorite Boston Celtics over Katie and Kyrie? No. Hex, no. The Cel- Dude, any time of the week, if beginning in the season, realistically, without Katie being out and Kyrie, Nets are probably the best team in the East. This is what I'm saying. You take away all everything that's you been happening to them, they're probably the best team in the East. That's why I don't see them as underdogs. 
They're not. Oh, as, you look, you look that. at the seeds and like, oh, yeah, Celtics definitely should win. I don't. I think the Celtics, like what you said, I think the Celtics are just proving people wrong because people are calling this the best first-round series. They wouldn't be saying that if the Celtics weren't a good team. We all know the expectations for the Nets. That's the thing. That's how I look at it. But for my predictions, I got Celtics in seven. I don't I th- think, I, I think it's a seven game series. I don't series. think they can let it go to seven because if you, tr- I, I don't, I, Katie and Kyrie. No, I agree. Seven, but I just, I do. I just, I, dude, this it's series too is good of a, a series fight. not to go it's to seven. And fight, I have though. the Nets in seven. I have, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I'm with Austin in seven. Uh, if it goes to seven games, I got to go into the Nets and I got it going seven games to the Nets. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at, but I don't think it goes to seven. So I got. It's too good of a series, too good of, too good of a matchup for it not to go to seven, in my opinion. And yeah, it's gonna go to it's gonna go to seven. This, I, I mean, this, by the time they watch this game, two already happened. That's a really big game. If Celtics yeah. can take that, no, that's facts huge. I think yeah. the Celtics have to get on them early. I agree with that. I think the Celtics, if they want to win, they have to win early. Yeah, they, ha- they they have to. Especially if I don't know how much is Ben Simmons. I don't know. Especially yeah. what, but I don't. It's just I, they I, series got to go game seven, five, game, game, game four, four, five, six, all that. Yeah. Loki looking scary. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they have to win now. That's why they gotta win. They do, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, guys, don't don't bank on KD twenty three again, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Having Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the other side, they can't match Kyrie and K D, which then again it comes down to your role players. Um I'm taking but I Celtics still role players over Nets role players. I sure. still the for sure, but I I don't know. I still see the Nets pulling it out. I mean you have Grant Williams, you have Derek White, you have yeah, there's no question between the the, the role players, yeah. but you're talking about KD and Kyrie Irving, bro. You already see what Kyrie. But yeah, they're gonna like smart. like we've been saying. I'm not. I don't want to sound like a, a book here, but yeah, they're gonna do their thing. You're just mm-hmm. it's all come down. So you're, you're, yeah, but your your one major question mark was not Kevin Durant. It was how Kyrie's gonna play against Marcus Smart realistically, and not we, really. I mean, uh, I, I, me like personally, I said, like we all said, they're going to do their thing regardless. Personally, okay. it's also just me banking on Jason Tatum, just having a crazy series. I mean, that's that's how, is, that that's what that's how the despite them being a good team, despite how good Jan, uh, Jalen Brown is, I understand. But who is the X on this team? It's Jason Tatum. J, depending on how Jason Tatum plays, is how well the Celtics team is going to play throughout the rest of the series. Bro, this can solidify J, Jason Tatum as a. <laughs> top no facts like up there and and in my in my opinion the i think the winner of this series makes it out the east mm. so that's why yep. i think and because the the i think this side of the bracket has the toughest road too because the winner plays the bucks and bulls and probably i think bucks. i think the bucks are probably going to win so the winner is going to play the bucks and i think you get past you get past either the celtics or the nets and the bucks I like your sh- I like your chances. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, we're moving on to our next topic for the NBA, which is are the Grizzlies in trouble? Maya, what do you think? Uh, okay. <laughs> so, are the Grizzlies in trouble? Here's the thing. Uh, I've been supporting the T Wolves the entire season, um, <laughs> just because of what I said at the beginning of the year. So, obviously, I, I like both teams. Um, I personally don't think the Grizzlies are in trouble. Uh, I know it's the same thing how you are talking about how people are overreacting about the Nets and Celtics. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I think people are overreacting about the Timberwolves and Grizzlies. I think it's more about the Timberwolves are proving to people that they are more of a... No joke. They're 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 not pretenders that we really think they are. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're, they're not frauds. Like, they're a valid team. Yeah. Um, now, am I talking, you know, championship? No. But I think any team that the Timberwolves play, they're going to give any team a run for their money. They're, they're, they're always going to be a scary... 
a scary series. So I think it's more on that than more of the Grizzlies not being contenders. I think the Grizzlies are a good team. I think they have the opportunity to be contenders. I just still think they need they just need to figure things out. They're young. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think it's more on that. So I don't think the Grizzlies are in trouble, but – uh, I think if they let the Timberwolves get hot, it might be a little scary. But I, I, agree I, I, with, I think the Grizzlies are. are I in agree good shape. with you, but I'm gonna go a little bit more specific on who I don't think they should let get hot. If they let Patrick Beverly and Anthony Edwards get hot, it's pretty scary for oh the boy Grizzlies Ant. because we already know how much of a headache it is to play against Patrick and Beverly. I mean, we see we see what he does against KD, LeBron, and all the big stars in the league. Let alone Anthony Edwards, he's basically on a trajectory to be on the same same level of toxicity and headache of playing against um, like Patrick Beverly. Obviously, Anthony Edwards is just his skills and his talent is, is far better than Pat. But both of those players on one team, dude, it's it's got to be tough to play against them, to hear them and to have to deal with them. So in my opinion, the Grizzlies just have to concentrate and not let them get in their head. Because the Grizzlies is just too – they're too good of a team, in my opinion, to actually be in trouble. And, yes, like you said, I feel like everyone are just is just overreacting. And, I mean, they're they're number two. They were number two in the West for a reason, right? Number two in the yeah. West? Yeah. yeah. Number two in the West for a reason. It's, it's – it's, they're no joke. But, like I said, for that to, to – for them to be okay, to be good, is I feel like they can't let those two get hot and not get in their head. Because if they if them both are able to do that, it's wraps in my opinion for Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's that's what I'm saying is I do believe the Memphis Grizzlies are in trouble against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I say this because what the Grizzlies just did to the Timberwolves, they lost by sixteen to a, a Timberwolves team at their home court in game one. It, like Timberwolves took a game and Memphis, that was huge for them. They lost home court, basically. Yeah, they yep. literally lost home court. And like Caesar said about Patrick Beverly, dude, that's probably the most annoying player in the NBA. But like, he will lock your ass up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> one, just one. <laughs> he lock, he'll lock you up, and he will talk trash in your face and let you know how it goes. And uh, right side of that, he can go get you a three too. Like he was going crazy with the threes in game one, and he had ten points. Huh? He only had 10 points. Yeah, but he had a huge three-point shot in the fourth quarter with two minutes left in the game. He yeah, did. He, he did. had two threes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so, I have my prediction. I have the Grizzlies in seven. Uh, not Grizzlies. I have the Timberwolves in seven. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good prediction. Okay. I like hey. that. Like and, I said. Ant's just going to go crazy, bro. Katz was doing his thing. Watch out for the T-Wolves, Hold, man. Yeah. I have Timberwolves in seven. They're a much better team than... You think yeah. so? Watch, well, watch Grizzlies out for them. are low key overrated. I, I was about back, I'm backing up on that. Me and you were saying that a couple weeks ago that <laughs> we think the Grizzlies are overrated, but I feel like we were scared to like actually like commit to it, yeah. and then we bailed <laughs> last last week whenever we said they were contenders. Yeah, I'm committed, but now <laughs> I kind of want to commit too. <laughs> oh my god, just commit, bro. Just I think commit. I'm gonna commit, and I'm just gonna go with the Timberwolves in seven. <laughs> I mean, in a seven-game series, I do like the Timberwolves. They just have more offensive firepower because D'Lo. I mean, if D'Lo is going to be clutch, you know that Anthony Edwards is looking like a star. And Cat, I mean, if Cat can keep up this, I didn't. I honestly didn't think he was going to be able to do this against Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams, but he proved me wrong. So I'm just getting proved wrong by these Timberwolves, and I'm I'm hopping on the train, and I think – All are just suckers okay. for the moment, Where is this huh? in the regular no, season? No, because I've been thinking about it. Wow, where Dude, was this hey, in the regular I season? I $10 off your Timberwolves. No, they, see, where was this hey, in the I was right. Season? I said they wouldn't be out the plan. They were finishing the plan. 
Yeah, that's that true. It's so, just I just said there was going to be a six seed, and they were so close to being a six seed. They've just been there's, inco- there's inconsistent. Sometimes we also were saying the Grizzlies were a tad bit a little overrated, and I mean we're seeing it right now. So. Dude, they, they just lost they the lost sixteen. Game. But they yeah, lost but sixteen to Timberwolves. Stephen Adams not scored a single point. Stephen Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Adams isn't going to give you twenty. Yeah, I, I, I he's going to give him. you twenty, but if not to score a single point, that's a big. I mean, deal. hey, Jared Vanderbilt. He'll give you fifteen. Jared Vanderbilt and Cat down there. Hey, that's looking kind of. Dude, Jay Crowder just had a one 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 stat line. Dude, that was so. I saw that is so weird. I was like, no. But not like I said, Shout I mean, I don't got wolves, anything man. much more to say about this. Um, I'll just give you my prediction before going to U tires. I got the Grizzlies, like I said, the Grizzlies can't let those two players, Pat and Anthony Edwards, get hot. Hotter yeah. than what they are already. They have to win, in my opinion. They have to win by game six. Bro, they won if they, in Memphis. That's big. That's a big they have to win it in six because if they let it go into seven, the level of toxicity those two players are gonna bring. The level of headache they're gonna bring, the level of trash talk they're gonna bring. It'll be in Memphis. So. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be It'll very be hard. hard. But, but it's it gonna give them Memphis, the con- so. okay. If you win one game in Memphis, you can win another game in Memphis. But before I before we move on to you, Rofa, and Timberwolves have great role players too. In Vanderbilt, uh, Beasley, Malik Beasley. Uh, who's, uh, who's the other dude? I can't think of his name. Kind, it's kind of tall. Oh, dude. Uh, I want to say. Uh, you're talking about, uh, no, talking no. about uh, Najreed. Yeah, him. Najreed. Oh, the backup center? Yeah, Najreed. He's good. He played five minutes. Jaden McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels. McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels. Jaden yep. McDaniels. Reed played five minutes. Okay, <laughs> but still, dude. Hey, valid five minutes. Timberwolves. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Timberwolves have like, a good role like a role player team as well. Uh, yeah, Timberwolves is seven, bro. I'll, <laughs> I'll bet 20 on it. Whoa. I'm going to bet more. Side nah. Side nah. I'm kidding. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm saying, kidding. bro. I'm going to keep saying it. Shout out to you, Wolves, man. Shout out to Timberwolves. My boys. <laughs> What you got, tires? Um, so I'm looking. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the stat line here. Uh, I don't see Stephen Adams not scoring a single point again. That's a that's a big thing. I don't think he's gonna. Na- okay, still lost by thirteen. Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me get there, bro. He can I, get you I, ten. I, he can get I'm you a fifteen. I see John Morant dropping close to thirty or thirty every game. That's what he does. He's been doing it all season. Okay, and just outscored him. I don't see Beasley scoring 23. Beasley nice, has capability. It is nice. I don't see him scoring 23 every game. Oh, and Anthony Edwards scoring 36 is a, is a possibility. I don't think he's going to do it every game, though. So when you're coming down to it, I think I rely more on John Morant to be that star and be that player, which I get in a seven-game series. It is not likely for them to win. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like the Grizzlies are the better team, in my opinion. Again, they've shown it. They're the number two in the West for a reason. Um, I think they pull this out. I don't know. I mean, D'Lo only had ten points. If we're doing your your knowledge, so didn't even get me started on other people though. I didn't bring you up. Wanna, all the you want to keep? You want to keep looking down, saying overrated. this person had this? I mean, yeah, but D'Lo had ten. Another one had thirty six. That's my point. Over. <laughs> I don't like that. He had ten. He's gonna have this. Like, I don't like that. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm saying if you're looking at it, just like you said, Kevin Durant twenty four and blah blah blah. Overrated. Did you give a prediction? Um, oh, um. Uh, Grizzlies and six. All right, Maya, what's your prediction? Uh, all right, come on, um, Maya, you want to do so it? So the you thing you want to do it, Maya. So the thing is, look, here, the thing is, like I said, I think this series is not really more about you know downplaying the Grizzlies. I think it's just more about us giving respect to the Timberwolves. You know, letting you everyone it, know, Maya. letting everyone know how good the Timberwolves actually can be. But thing about the Timberwolves is. The only thing that scares me is they, they can be inconsistent. They can. I mean, they've done it all regular season. 
I mean, the amount of times that I was like, yo, you guys are going to make the sixth seed. You guys are going to make the sixth seed. And it just seems like they kept just at times when I feel like they were going on a nice hot streak, they would just start losing again. And yes, they're going to give the Grizzlies a tough series. But I think, I just think the it's more in the Grizzlies to really win, just more for them, I think, to prove something. Um, I think the Grizzlies have to win this series in six. Um, my prediction is Grizzlies in six. Obviously, you know, I would like to take the Timberwolves, but. I don't know. I just think they're a year ahead. I mean, I think you Timberwolves next year will be even better, especially with you give Anthony Edwards another year of experience. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is the Grizzlies' chance to really, like, prove to people that, oh, they're not pretenders. So I think um, Grizzlies are probably going to win it in six, in my prediction. At least they need to win it in six. We're talking about the Nets and Celtics, how the Celtics need to win in seven. If the Grizzlies take the Timberwolves to the seven-game series, that's – not going to be good for them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pretty yeah. much what I said. I mean, taking the Timberwolves' six games is not good for the Grizzlies. No, I agree, but that's what I'm saying. If, still if, seven if, seed if, if they don't, six. if they don't win it in like, you know, five, I mean, six, like I'm giving the, I'm giving the Timberwolves also the benefit bro, of the Bro, just doubt. come on. Just come, just come on. Timberwolves in seven. Come on, bro. No, he doesn't live Dude. in the moment like both of y'all. Maya. You know how high on him. I do. I do like him. I do. Dude, just come I on, do. Mike. I do. Come on, dude. Just join us. But I think. I, the but I so think the Grizzlies are. are I, seven, I still kid. think the Grizzlies are overall better team. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's just how it okay, is. Okay, say the Grizzlies win in six. They're not beating the Warriors. I I agree, but I mean, that's why I the, think they're overrated. They got out the first round, bro. I mean, every series is so different. But you're talking about you're talking about probably the two locks for Western Conference Finals. So I mean. It depends when you call Grizzlies contenders. It depends on how far you want Damn. them to go. What? They can't, that's not a Western Conference Finals. That's or round. I mean, my bad. But like, you basically, those two teams are the favorites to possibly make it to the finals. So no. I mean, there's not really too many teams I can see beat the Warriors or the Suns. There's that team in Phoenix, baby. Going to the finals. You guys got I mean, an easy way. You're good. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. not our fault. We're best team in the league. First seed, locked it up. Wait, wouldn't you guys see the Warriors? Wouldn't they see the Warriors? No, in the no we would see the uh, Jazz or Mavericks. Lucky. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, we're just good. All right. Wait, well, I was just saying, would, would Suns and Warriors wouldn't face in the Western Conference Finals? No. Wait, yeah, yeah in the Western would. Conference Finals. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I that's what saying. I said. No, no, I'm saying the Grizzlies are not winning next round, so I think they still are overrated because they are two seed. You're expected to be in the. Oh well, no, I know, but and no, then, you, and then my said, yeah, and no, then my you said the Grizzlies and uh, Warriors will be in the yeah. Western Conference Finals. Oh no, that's not that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say like the Warriors and the Suns are the two favorites. And what people were saying, the two cakewalk teams that are going to meet in the Western Conference Finals, not the Grizzlies. I mean, if they make it past the Warriors second round. Grizzlies are overrated, bro. I'm bro, sorry. I don't understand. I don't know. Overrated, overrated really is kind of tough. Just based off one game, bro. That's nah, no, whole, we've been saying. It's it just an accumulation, bro, of all games. But it would be, in that situation, it would be wrong. I just don't like their, finish. I just don't like how they play. There's it's something just, iffy about it, bro. When I watch them, I, like, when I watch their games, I'm like, Okay, but they're, they're they're not doing anything spectacular. It's it's not. I mean, you I, act like I would be mad if the Timberwolves won. I really would not be mad. I'm just it's saying weird because like, I had to predict the team to win. I'm still taking the Grizzlies. Jaw's so. a point guard, but he's not. He doesn't play like a like he's not like making everyone around him like he's not getting shots for everyone else. He's just worried about getting to the basket. It's just it's just a weird. And then when they, he goes out, they play good. I just I don't like I don't like the how their how their team is set up. Okay. All right, well, I, mean, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. All right, well, with that being said, we're going to move also, on to I'm also just talking to a jaw fan, so. Can I move on to the next topic? No, we're not yeah, done. Yeah. No, I'm just going to move on. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, well, with that being said, we're moving on to the next topic, which is out of all the teams in the playoffs right now, who has the most 
first round pressure. Jake, who's that team for you? You know, I was thinking it was a, another overrated team, the team I despise so much, the Utah Jazz. They have a lot of pressure, <laughs> like to beat the Mavericks because without Luka, the first two games they just lost tonight. Because uh, they always talk about the Jazz, always the first round exit. Jazz can never do this. Jazz can never go this far. I'm with them, and I agree. Jazz have a lot of pressure, but now we were just talking about it. Memphis Grizzlies have the most pressure to get out in the first round pressure to beat the Timberwolves. I also I just have the Timberwolves beating them in seven games, and Maya and Tyrese has them in six. Taking a seven seed to six games. And you're the number two team in the West. I had them going in six, too, but... Yeah, well, you as well. It's kind of iffy, so... Memphis, most pressure, and, like, literally right behind them, a tad is the Utah Jazz. I hate the Jazz, though, so... (laughs) Okay, we get it. Stop being biased. Here's the personal vendetta against the Jazz. I really do. I hate them. All right. I can't stand them. Because you don't like Gobert? Gobert, Mitchell, (laughs) Clarkson. It's like, nah, bro. It's like, nah, I like Clarkson. But, yeah, I can't. I awesome. hate Gobert too. Screw him. Awesome. Right. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm taking. I'm actually taking the Jazz, and I'm not a hater. So don't. I know we're in a Suns jersey, but don't let that <laughs> fool you. It's for a thing. I actually, I actually like the Jazz. I like Donovan Mitchell. He's one of my favorite players. And if this, if they don't make it out of the first round, especially with the Luka list Mavs. Yes, I just oh, that's like made up. Luka list, whatever. Luka list. <laughs> Luka list. Without Luka Mavs, then that's a big deal, and something has to change. Whether that's Gobert is just getting shipped, or Donovan Mitchell gets shipped, because that obviously isn't working. Or they bring somebody in. Or Quinn Snyder. Maybe there's questions about him. I still think he's a good coach. But to lose to the Mavs, yes, they have. A, they, they actually have a good team with Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie. But you were the first seed last year, and you disappointed. And you're doing the same thing this year. So I'm going to have to say the Jazz have the most pressure right now. Dude, I'm shipping Rudy out. See ya! If, if, if I was the Jazz gentleman, you're 100%, bro. Okay, hey, Jake. Hey, Rudy to the Bulls. Tyrus. Not that bad. Tyrus, <laughs> what's your team? Um, I think the Nets have the most pressure. And the reason I think that is because you have a lot riding on Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving. And if you don't pull it out this season and you didn't pull it out next last season, now you're going to start looking at question marks on the team, what you're going to do, stuff like that. And I get maybe more people will want to join the Nets, but if they don't, then you're looking at more people who want to leave the Nets. And you're talking about – Nash as a coach is going to be in question. Why can't you win with this type of team? Stuff like that. So I think the Nets as a whole with coaching staff, stuff like that, I think they definitely have the most pressure in, in round one of the, the playoffs. Okay. Maya, who's your team? Uh, I actually agree with Tyrus. I think the, the team with the most pressure is the Brooklyn Nets. Just because I also just kind of hit on it when we were talking about the the game between the Celtics and the Nets in this series. I think realistically going into every single game, the Nets kind of have to be favorites. I mean, you're taking Kyrie and Katie over a lot of people in the NBA. That duo is just too scary. The fact that the Nets are a seventh seed is scary, and they're a seventh seed because they've had turmoil all throughout the regular season. If it wasn't for all of that, if you get a fully healthy Katie and a fully healthy Kyrie, this is probably the best team in the East. I mean, that's just how it is. So I, I I just think it's yet again more on the Celtics proving people that they're actually a good team. But it's just kind of like how many years is it going to take Katie and Kyrie to finally win a ring? I mean, I just think – I think it's going to get to a point where, you know, they don't really have any more excuses anymore. Um, if you can't win now, if you can't win with Katie and Kyrie, then who are you going to win with? I mean, this is easily the best duo in the league. So, I mean, it's just the most pressure on them riding. So – I mean, they really don't have an excuse now. I mean, I think they have a 
quality team. It's not great, but they have a fully healthy Kyrie and Katie in the playoffs in which everyone was everyone's been hoping for that and now we finally get it. So are they gonna be able to prove themselves? We'll see. So I think they have the most pressure. Okay. Well, for my team I have the Utah Jazz as well. Um dude, every year it's their year. And every year there's an excuse or something happens in the playoffs that just causes them not to win it. I mean, I'm with Dawson. It just it, it needs they need to get out. They need to beat this Mavs team. And they have no Luka. And the way they're struggling is kind of pathetic and, and and shocking in a way. But I just don't want to bash them. That's the one thing. I don't want to bash them because before the season started, I had them go into the finals because I thought they could do it. I thought I thought they could. And then I think, what was it, like three or four episodes ago, I forget what we did, and I was talking good about this, the Utah Jazz saying that they, they have a chance, they have a shot if they worked on specific things and specific players showed up. And, dude, them playing against the Mavs and seeing what they've been, been doing and what they have not been able to do and what they have been able to do Struggling the first two games. is just sad. And it's disappointing. And it just comes to show that they might have to blow this team up and just restart somewhere. And it's kind of sad because rebuild. The, they have Donovan Mitchell. They have Rudy O'Bear and Mike Conley. Uh, Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. They have. Hey, shout out Jordan. They have. They have a lot. They have uh, they, a t- it, it looks good. It they looks have good. A good. Do you team. think it's Clint Snyder? That's uh, I don't think it is. Though. I, I know. Clint Snyder is a great coach, but like, I don't think it's you have all his talent. There's just well, sometimes you? That teams can't get it. Done. It's weird, bro. Because yeah. like, there will be stretches where the Utah Jazz look like the best team in the Never. NBA. Yes, Never. I mean, last that. year they were the first team in the world. I was about to say like in games, like there's times like where they look defensively sharp. They're not missing. They're just like they just like they're just great. Like everything's working. And then there's just stretches where they they can't find a bucket. Mm-hmm. It just there were a lot. Everybody's just watching Donovan Mitchell, and nobody. It's just that's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, just, they're missing a key player right now, which is why I think it, it, that they got rid of Joe Ingles. I mean, he was having a bad season before he got. I, I know, I know. He, he got, got traded too. So, yeah. So. Well, yeah, I know. And I said before. I think, I think their problem is too. They don't have a reliable perimeter defender. And that's I mean, what you say, Royce O'Neal. But yeah, but you hype like, him up, Rudy. He's not, perimeter. Perimeter. No, he's, he's not a perimeter, perimeter, perimeter defender, bro. Yeah. Like, he's a paint like most of like their defense, like their offense is relied on Donovan Mitchell, and their defense is relied on Rudy Gobert. When, when Rudy Gobert is out the game, though, they're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Yeah, you could say Royce O'Neal is their best perimeter defender, but that's because they have nobody else. No one plays defense. They got Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench. I mean, which is good, but like but in the playoffs, though, when you know when a guard had he. And a guard-heavy league, you need good, solid perimeter defenders, yeah. and it just, that's Whiteside just what kills them. Nice. That's what kills them. They just don't have a solid perimeter defender to rely on, really. And I mean, yeah, you can only rely on Gobert for so much. I mean, Jake don't like him, so I mean, apparently he's not doing his job right. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm surprised none of y'all said the Sixers. That's what I was waiting on, but y'all, y'all took yeah, the but those I, I, <laughs> y'all took the for, easy I route. mean, for me, for me, I, I, the easy route. I mean, me, I'm I the one who said the Nets were pretenders. That's why I yeah. didn't think that. No, the reason Lime I went crazy. with Jazz is just that I've been supporting them <laughs> for so much. Episode, you know what I'm saying? Facts we have. I've been su- I've been supporting the Jazz for a lot, and even before the pod and before we started the podcast and everything like that. Even on the pod, it just I felt like it was only right for me to also bash them because, like you know, I like to give credit when credit is due, and I like to bash sure. when you need to get bashed. It's just you know the Sixers. I feel like, I feel like yeah. that that would be a, that would be a good team to talk about too. Yeah. If you're talking about pressure. I mean, you yeah, I mean, we, say? we can with Luca. I feel like the Jazz. Are supposed <laughs> I mean, we could talk about it. They do got a lot. Of yeah. Pressure. But they don't have Luka. I feel like it's hard to. Yeah, but so it's about to get even more scary. Yeah. But, but think about the Sixers. They're up 2-0, and they look like they're about to right. sweep the Raptors. So right. that's yeah. why I didn't want to say them. True, true. All right, well, 
with that being said, we're on our to on we are on to our final topic for this podcast for this episode. My god, dude. I'm so sorry. I want to hear your guys' final predictions based on what we've seen so far in the first round. I forgot to do them too. <laughs> and we also forgot about to do them before, but we're doing them now. Hey, we got more information. We got a little bit more of a taste of what the teams are really made of so far. Tires, give me your finals predictions, sir. It's not going to change from the first teams that I had. Uh, I got Nets versus Suns. Okay. Maya. Uh, this is either going to be really bad in the next two weeks, or I might look really good. But uh, my finals prediction, I got the Celtics and the Suns. Mm. Celtics. Mm, okay. Like I said, I think the winner of this series makes it out the East. I did say that, so. I got to back right. back up that statement. Jake. I went my – I had the Suns versus Celtics. Oh, okay. Because uh, I literally – I was thinking about it too. I was like, Meyer really put me on to the Celtics like three weeks before the – like Valley. right after the All-Star game. He's like, he's like, Jake, watch the Celtics. I'm like, okay, I will. And like the Celtics They're just nice. play great basketball, you know. And then like I've been watching them, watching them, watching them. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then they went on that like what – T- ten game win streak, that crazy streak. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm like, dude, what the heck is going on? And only bad thing that happened is Robert Williams got hurt, but he's coming oh, back. Dude, he comes had, back oh next God, round. If they had him, bro. If the Celtics, I have Celtics beating the Nets in seven this this series, and that means they will play the Bucks. And dude, Robert Williams bro. has a chance to come back next series, and then bro. you have Jason Tatum on Milwaukee on Giannis, and I say Celtics over Milwaukee because they played three games this series, right? And Milwaukee beat. Boston twice, but both games they won. They won by a total of seven points. When the it's Celt- gonna be a dog fight. When the Celtics beat the Bucks, they beat them by fourteen. Bro, hold up. Like we might be able to experience two back to back crazy series: Celtics Nets, and then either Facts. Nets Bucks or Celtics Bucks. Sorry, exactly. sorry. I'm, I don't think the Bulls like, are winning. Sorry, Bulls fans. I'm really. <laughs> I re- I truly believe Celtics. That's wild. Two great series. I I truly believe I'm with my here. Um, I have Celtics in finals. Celtics versus Suns. None of y'all said who was going to win. Suns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. If it's Suns versus Nets. Oh. I have Suns. I have Suns. 100%. That's not a question. It's y'all's year. Phoenix Suns. Let's go, baby. Oh, you said you have Suns winning? Yeah, Suns winning. Phoenix Suns. Austin, who's your finals predictions, bro? I don't have the Suns going there. I have the Golden State Warriors. Uh... And then I have the wow. Milwaukee Bucks. Mm, so mm. Bucks and Warriors. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just when the Warriors and Suns played, wow. I mean it was split. So, so who you got winning then? And what the Bucks? I have yeah. Bucks winning. Mm, hey, back hey, to back, Giannis. Keep in mind, I think Giannis is still the best player in the NBA. Hey, keep in mind, I can see when it. the Warriors beat the Suns, they didn't have Devin Booker. Facts. But oh. then you Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, like. Jordan Poole's ascending. Like it's the the Warriors are they're battle tested. Mikel <laughs> Bridges, Cam so Johnson. because so because that they had a better game one, you think that they're going to beat the Suns? Wait, wait, what? Is that because the Warriors had a better game one? You think that Warriors are about to beat the Suns? No, the Warriors. No, I just think the Warriors are going to beat the Suns because they've been there before. They've done it. I mean, they have Curry. Suns been point. there before but too, they, bro. They haven't won the championship. They got okay, Draymond I, I Green. Chris Paul always finds a way to choke. I can go on and on about the Suns, but I'm not going to do it. You're wearing a Suns jersey right now, bro. I, not by choice. I got forced. <laughs> I'm going to make y'all mad. I'm going to throw y'all a haymaker. Y'all going to hate me. Y'all going to look at me like I'm dumb and I'm crazy. Yeah, we will. And I am a crazy man. <laughs> I am a very crazy man. But my final predictions are going to be the Suns versus the Heat. Ooh, I like the Heat. And the reason I say the Heat is because they're what? My, they're my conference. What? What? 
the reason I say the heat is because what no, 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 better no. way to he get traction and heat up and wow the two and, one and, seeds and make and make um, nice crazy nice. It's because no one really expects the heat to go there. <laughs> it's crazy because none of y'all had the heat, and you guys were laughing at them. Like, and no, even though they're the number heat. one seats, realistically, the heat are underdogs. They no look, one really expects them to y'all go. Y'all call them there. pretenders. They're one seed, they bro. Are they are. Oh, they're one All seed, right. though. Hey, that's the Hawks. But they're one seed. What better oh, way to wild. get traction and to, into, and to get momentum against? They're wild. <sighs> Trey Young. I mean, we saw what he did last year Cap in the playoffs. Okay, Cap should be in look there. Look what he did. And look what the heat did to them game one. Yes, it's game one, but Trey Young is another player that I feel like he's like he's the villain of the NBA and he strives in that moment. He likes the spotlight being on him and then and killing people's dreams and wishes and everything like that. So I truly believe the the Heat will obviously beat the Hawks. And with that with that matchup and playing against Trey Young and playing the Hawks team, I feel like that's good enough momentum and and uh, traction to 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 catapult them into being a sufficient sufficient enough team to get to the finals. Like I said, another thing that's going to fuel their their tank is that yeah, they're number one, but a lot of people have them as underdogs throughout the entire the entire series. Of every of every playoff round this year, no one really has them as a clear cut. Oh yeah, they're gonna make it to the finals. They're my favorite to make it to the finals. To the finals, no one really can say that. No, people love the Heat. I haven't I, seen I, it. I, about say, I see more disrespect towards the Heat. No, I've, I haven't seen no, the Heat. Uh, I haven't seen that. So yeah, I have the Suns in the Heat. Yes, they're both one and one. But like I said, <laughs> they're one. But they're 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 the underdogs. Heat. I don't hate the heat, bro. Yeah, you do, bro. I've been talking bad about the heat ever since oh, that whole NBA thing. Bro, just because bro, I don't think, you. bro, just because Hold I on. don't think the Heat are gonna make the finals doesn't mean I hate them. If the Heat I literally don't have them gonna make I the finals, the sorry. Overrated. Same reason why you think the Grizzly are overrated. That's fair. Okay, shut I'm up. I'm not though. mad at you. I, I was talking about Stop him. Defending <laughs> him bro. I was talking I about your boyfriend, not you, bro. Oh, oh. I don't hate oh. the heat, by the way. Not everything's about you. That is facts. No, oh. I was just defending because like, no, he was talking about because yeah. y'all were talking about how the Grizzlies are overrated and we think the Heat's and, overrated. Yeah, and so we're gonna first right. Hey, you know how like I'm sticking up for him. And yeah, I'm just the we're island. Stick up. <laughs> never hey, mind, hey, bro. Okay. Okay. Well, what? Yeah. Hey, it's okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, hold up. It's it's okay because you said they were pretenders too, so don't go there. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. See, mm, see, we're only mm-hmm. making it to the second round. Ooh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, Atlanta. Dude, hey, let's be fair. The Cavs would have breaking news. The Cavs the Warriors killed the Nuggets. 126 to 106. Nuggets have no bro, chance, bro. Te- hey, Steph dropped 34 points now in an amazing suck. and crazy game, dude. <laughs> no, they wow. don't. I said that. I said they're pretenders. Hey, Jake was over here making a case for them being contenders. It's just they got. I mean, Jokic can only do so much, man. <laughs> I did. Jokic can only do so much. How much do you have? Like 35? Uh, let me see. I don't know. He got ejected? Yeah. It, it doesn't really matter. Oh, too. see? He loves that, staying oh, ejected. Oh, man. But you know what? Crazy too. Like Warriors can do all this talk, like beat up on bad teams and such, <laughs> but when they play oh a good goodness. team, they <coughs> when they play those Choke. those Suns in Arizona, yeah, twenty six points. Phoenix, Arizona, and got it's crazy. When he get ejected, I don't know. Two Probably because he shot over four from three and nine for twenty. Wait, who? <laughs> Two texts. Yo, Jokic got ejected. Oh. Curry had 34 off the bench. Eh? How much? You, oh, wait. Off the bench? He gave so the bench how much again? did Jokic finish with? Then? And Jordan Poole had 29. That's why they're Jokic ended the with 26, bro. I just oh. said it's like oh. not even bro, 10 seconds ago. yelling at me? I didn't, I didn't hear you, bro. Bro, because you don't you like know. the heat, bro. Bro, listen. Yeah, I don't no, know why no, you don't like the heat. You're weird. Oh, come out. 
all of a sudden, I don't like the Warriors, bro. I'll play villain. I'm Trey Young. I'll play villain. Okay. Your hey. villain's losing. When Why are you doing the same thing as him, bro? <laughs> you a copycat, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> He's so weird, bro. It's fine. I'll be villain. You're so weird. No, yeah. you don't. I promise I do. I, never, oh. I ain't never seen him do that. Oh, when the Suns, when the Suns play the wall, I do it. I literally do it. <laughs> I know they keep talking. You never, you never walk anyone off the back, the court, bro. <laughs> Bro, you definitely don't walk anybody off the court. Oh, I did. Oh, I did, bro. Trust me, I did, bro. No, hey, this is why I tell you. I'll tell you something. All right, what? I'm when sorry, bro. Warriors play the I'll Suns, talking, right? Bro. This is why the Suns are gonna beat the Warriors. Oh my god. Oh, we don't oh care, bro. You have oh Mikel Bridges. It's gonna walk. Bro, just cut off his You mic, got Draymond bro. Green. No, you can right. match everybody. Oh, okay. No, you can't. Oh, the Warriors, 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 like the heat. Right. speaking Suns. Whatever. What are you gonna say? You don't watch the Suns like I do. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody. I'm dude. It's yeah, kill him, please, because apparently you don't like me. First of all, hey, that's, so. my, that's my that's my favorite. Sorry, I just want to be different, bro. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shit, bro. Most my takes are right. Yours barely. What? You bro. barely get. You barely get a take out of your mouth. Oh my goodness, dude. All right, in the podcast, Patrick Mahomes not in top five. Wait, most of your. He don't got Tyreek Hill no more. He might not be. Oh, mo- I, anyways, I'm not James Williams Will- or Williamson. Williamson. I'm sorry for messing up your name, bro. Yeah, All right. Well, with that being said, that is the end of today's episode. Just a friendly reminders: we are now going on to two episodes a week: one football, one NBA. Next week will be three episodes, so we're giving you a lot of content: football, basketball, and then our. NFL draft special, which we will hopefully go live. We will keep you updated on that situation as well. But with that being said, I got nothing else to say. I got nothing else to add. Boys, hit your outros, please. Go Suns. <laughs> um, uh, go Bengals. Oh, like, comment, subscribe, all that. Uh, Look at them. Shout out the NFL draft next Thursday, ten days away. This way. No excuse. Hey. No excuse to not watch or listen. First of all, we're gonna hey. do all this content first. It's actually not to subscribe to the YouTube away. channel. Uh, so nine. you watch it's me. Eight. Awesome. Eight. Make sure today's the 18. Oh my god. Nine. The draft's on the 26th. Not nine Caesar, days. shut up. What? Make sure I was to subscribe him. to the YouTube channel so you watch me and Austin take down Jeremiah Tires in a basketball game. But uh, best th- uh, three game series. <laughs> said, we still gotta do that I yeah. don't know I guess it proved people wrong I guess It's supposed to be 80, 82 on se- Sunday So we can run it then I'm off on Sunday So what's up Okay bet Sunday it is bro Okay Before we get to two hours um, We appreciate all your likes Comments Subscriptions Everything you guys do um, uh, Please go follow our TikTok Instagram uh, Subscribe to our YouTube Go follow our Twitter uh, He'll maybe be more active I said we appreciate all the likes Comments Subscriptions Whatever. I, this is my outro. You, you tried to take it from me. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, it's okay. been real. It's, it's been, been fun. fun. Austin's an idiot, and this has been your Your 75. <laughs>